0: Right, this is Al Vance coming to you from Studio 2. Got my good friend Josh Raymond in the house. How's it going, Josh? <laughs> it couldn't be better, Al. Man, I look down here at the end of Studio 2, uh, and I see you stretching out like you're ready to rumble. I love it. It
1: is literally maybe the best week of the year.
0: Right, what a week it is. Uh, yeah, this this week was a little different, right? We So we're taping this on Monday. We'll get this out on Tuesday. Um, we had to wait until... We had to wait until tonight before we knew what all the brackets looked like, Josh.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is a, it is a much, it was a wild weekend of wrestling across the state. The boy, section oh boy. I mean, it's
0: always an exciting weekend, but there was all, there's a little bit of extra excitement this weekend. A,
1: a, a bunch of extra excitement, <laughs> like,
0: oh, do we need to, do you need to cover any sponsorships or anything before we get rolling here? I,
1: I should, I should, because sometimes I forget them. So let's just, let's start with, uh, you know, start with one for sure, I'll, try and mix in a couple as we go. The See if we can limit this episode to a little less than three hours and 10 minutes like our team preview. So this episode, which hopefully is a little bit shorter than the last one, is brought to you by General Sports Health and Recovery. Al, we're only three days out from the state wrestling tournament. And Dr. Gannon Volk understands the needs of the high-level athletes and the stressors that the sport can put on the body. That's why he is focused on helping clients perform better, recover faster, and prevent injuries. As we make our way... Well, down the stretch of what is arguably the toughest high school sport, schedule your complimentary consultation with Dr. Gannon at generalsportshealth dot com today. And you might want to go see him after this week.
0: Right? Or even your parents, right? This is a rough week on parents, side. <laughs> yeah, it is a rough week on parents.
1: <laughs> that is a that is an understatement.
0: Boy, oh boy. Oh. yeah. So um we, we kind of alluded to it, right? So a true second. Yeah. Let's talk true second before we get going. Um, so the idea is at the section tournament, um, we've got eight section tournaments for each of the three classes and the top two wrestlers. So this is, we're talking boys right now. Okay. Um, th- the girls qualifiers were the weekend before we touched on those last week. So for the boys state tournament qualifier, there are uh, 24 tournaments essentially, right? Eight. Eight sections for each of the three classes. Um, The way it works is the top two wrestlers get to qualify for the state tournament, right? Eight times two is 16. That's a nice clean bracket size, and and there we go. So um, because the top two qualify, we, we have an extra potential round at the section tournament that we typically don't have at other tournaments throughout the year, right? It's called a true second match. And I was at Section 2 AAA this weekend, and I made some friends from New Prague who were kind of watching the wrestling, and I felt a little bad. Um, They probably struggled for 10 minutes discussing the the idea of a true second match, and the explanation they had was super complex and in-depth. And um, I finally said, hey guys, so if if at the end of the bracket, if the second and third place guys have not wrestled today then they'll wrestle for true true second. And all three of them paused and looked at me. One of them looked at me like I had six heads, but the other two are like, that's way too easy. Like that makes total sense. Like it's not that complicated. It's literally that simple. And really when you roll it back, it's not complicated. But if you, you know, if you're not really familiar with the brackets, you try to figure out who does have true second, who doesn't. And until that, that little piece clicks, I could see where it's a little confusing
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, and it's kind of unique to our sport.
0: It is right. Right. And and it's, and it's unique in this sort of a tournament because two guys qualify, you know, if it was three qualify, there would never be a need for it. Right. Right. Like, and we talked to, we're not going to do college this week, even though shout out the, the, to all the D2 and D3 schools are going to be trying to qualify for nationals this weekend at Regents. Um, like there in D2 and D3 top 3 qualify. So if you make the finals you're in, if you're in that third place match, that's the big one. But once that's done, it's done. There's no like true third at that particular match, there's no need for it.
1: Well, and I think we we'll, we should be able to get together after those qualifying tournaments and and talk about the kids that are going on to the national tournament, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Good. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do uh we'll figure out a way to do a, a recap and uh recap the state tur- high school tournament and a preview for some nationals, a little bit of both or combo. We'll, we'll play that by ear, but we'll definitely do it. Um, so anyway, yeah, so there's a true second match, right? Potential true second match at each of these weight classes. It's only needed if they haven't wrestled. So um, let, let's start out. How about if we just go with a little bit of a timeline? Josh, I took a, just a couple of notes here because we had quite the Friday night, right? So yeah. We, we had um, one, of our, one of our several or many text, group text threads we have going on. At 9.46, Friday night, Josh, you texted me and the rest of this particular group and said, hey, um, in Section 7A, uh, there was a kid who just won his third place match. It was his sixth match of the day. And so immediately the flurry of texts went around, right? And and I'm like, hey, the, you can only wrestle six in a day. Oh, yeah. They just expanded this a few years ago, right? I think this year? Well, so Is they expanded the for the sections more than this year. Okay. At least two years ago, they said... So we'll just we'll back up and talk about this right now, I guess, right? So there was a year, Josh, what year was it that uh, a kid you know well uh, lost an early match and came back. So Let me hang
1: on a second. Carry the one, 17, 16. <laughs> that would have been
0: 2000, 2015. 15, right? So, so for those of you who don't know, Skyler Raymond, Josh's older boy, um, he we were at the, at the Section 1 AAA uh, qualifying tournament and we were talking about one-day versus two-day tournaments and um the idea at the time you could only have five matches a day. Yep. So section one ran a, a, a quick round on Friday night and then ran the bulk of the tournament on Saturday. And I remember on Friday, you know, some people were kind of like, Why do we, you know, we gotta drive all the way down here, we've got to deal with this extra night or travel. Get into a, a tournament two days, what, whatever. And I said, look, it's so rare. Like, wh- who's ever gonna lose early and then come back and need a sixth match, Josh? Like, if they lose first round, is there any chance they're gonna win four in a row and and, and actually need a sixth match for that true second? And the next day, Skyler <laughs> raised his hand wildly and said, I'll do that. Yeah. And he went on a tear. He he actually. think he pinned three guys in a row on the backside it was he had a heck of a run it was crazy yeah for sure but the moral of the story is that at the time you could wrestle five matches in one day and and Skyler luckily we had a two-day tournament because Skyler lost his first match and came back and wrestled his sixth match and won it his true second match to make it to the state tournament and qualify uh for his his first trip to the X was a sixth match in a tournament so that was great well a couple of years ago, two or three years ago, I, I'm almost certain that they made an allowance that you could wrestle six matches in a day for a section tournament, so that um, those nine team tournaments could do it in one night if they wanted to. Okay, uh, and we'll get qu- clarification on this. Um, I know he's on vacation right now, but we got a friend in the refing industry. Plus, I know a, a bunch of our listeners will will know this off their top of the head, but. Um, they allowed for a sixth match at sections so that we didn't have to have two-day tournaments because it can be a hassle, right? Travel, overnight, whatever. So they allowed it. SL allowed that sixth match. This year, they said, well, the whole reason we only allowed five or six in a day is a, it's a safety issue. we got a medical advisory board and five was deemed a safe number and that number was adjusted to six. Well, if it's if it's safe for sections, it's probably safe for the Christmas tournament too, right? <laughs> so so they adjusted this year was the first year that any any um event. event could have six in a day, ten in a weekend, they qualified it, right? So you can't it used to be five a day, so it was ten in a weekend. Now they said, well, you can run six in a day, but you can't you still can't go past ten in a weekend. So there we have it. Well, Josh, as it turns out, if you've got 10 or more teams and you win your first match and lose in the quarters...
1: The, now, this is in a 16-man bracket, right? So it's a 16-man it's bracket. It's not, not an actual pigtail in no. an eight-man bracket. It's a 16-man bracket. It's
0: a 16-man bracket. Okay. And um, and if there's only nine, then you have uh, you can only get to that match like Skylar did. You can only get to your sixth match Yep. if he was first. But if you've got 10 guys in a bracket and you win your first match losing the quarters and then catch that, that, you know, other guy that lost to the first round on the backside, you can get, like we did a few times this weekend, you can get six matches done and, and, uh, only be done with your third place match. So yeah, that news came out and, and, you know, we were texting fast and furious and talking to different sources and people and, um, Finally at 10 15 you texted and confirmed that there would be a midnight match. Yeah. 1201, these boys will wrestle. day two of
1: that section? What would become day two of that section tournament?
0: Interesting though, right? It became day two. They did not weigh in again. There was no weigh-in required. There wasn't, huh? No. Okay. So there's no additional weigh-in required. And um we, you know, we later found that um there was a there was some conversation about this potential earlier in the week, and some people had communicated it, and they decided that the midnight match would would be an option, um, you know. So you got to keep table workers, fans, referees, uh, concession stand open, whatever, right? Like it's you you still have to have people around for this, and. You know, like if if someone was going to be devil's advocate, you say, is it safer to wrestle at midnight than it was to wrestle at 9 o'clock a few hours earlier? Yeah, or probably, maybe the yeah. next day right. in the yeah. afternoon? <laughs> afternoon? Like, who knows, right? So this was apparently pre-discussed at this particular section, and they they went with it and had a match at midnight. I think it went into overtime, right? It did, right, no, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. It went yeah. Into it overtime. Pretty. So, wow, what a day, right? So now all of a sudden... That, that was a conversation that we both had with quite a few people at, you were at four double A on Saturday. Yeah. I was over at two triple A on Saturday and, and I I can't tell you how many people ask, Hey, so what, what happened last night at seven A what's going on? What happens? And so throughout some more text to take our next step on the timeline here, you mentioned that going into the finals at four double A, there were five potential weight classes where a kid could win his sixth match and get third place and potentially have a true second match.
1: Yeah, and I actually got to give a shout-out to my dad for this because I was aware of a couple of them because I was following them closely. And they they actually called a um, – they made an announcement that there was going to be a coaches' meeting before the finals. Yeah. And I was like, well, well, that's different. You know, like we're ready to roll here. We just got why done do with our 15-minute break. Meeting. You know, why are we having a coaches' meeting? And you know, usually those are before the tournament starts. So I, I looked at Jesse Krebs. He's sitting next to me, and the like, coaches meeting. and I go, "This has got to be about those couple kids that are
0: the potential
1: potential of that seventh match." And my dad was sitting behind us, and he's like, uh, "Pops is like, there's five of them."
0: And I was like, "There's what?" Satch doing the math for us. I love it.
1: And he's a math guy. Yeah. So yeah, he, I said, "There's there's five of them." He goes, "Yeah, there's five of them." And I go, "Oh, geez." Well. Statistically, there's a chance that there's going to be a couple true second matches that are going to happen. It's certainly greater than zero. Yes. I was like, oh man. So there you go. There's five of them going into the finals, and the the coaches meet, and um, you know, obviously, was not in that meeting, and I think that they came. The ru-
0: well, go ahead. Well, I was going to say the rumor that came out of it that I heard was that they were just going to wrestle Monday.
1: Yes. And, yep. and,
0: and I heard that um, the source I got it from was that at least one section um, decided to do Monday true seconds. And he didn't say if it was four double A or he or she or, or some other section or or all of them. Okay. I didn't get clarification on that, but, but that there was a coach's agreement. They would just run them on Monday if needed. Right. Unlikely, but if needed, we'd run them Monday. Because well, they can't run them Sunday. They can't well, do it Sunday. It, that's against the rules. That the MSHSL will not allow you to wrestle on Sunday. So for
1: anyone that doesn't know that, that that's just off the table. Not an option. Sunday is. It's
0: not happening. Yeah, great point. Um, yeah. So, so we start hearing that, and then we get word comes down that some of the MSHSL said, "No way, you're Mm-mm. not doing it." And we heard that. While the matches were happening. Well, the matches were happening. So, so the kids going into the matches and the coaches going to the matches, like 98% of the people either didn't know anything or they had the, the assumption that they just heard from the coaches, we're doing this Monday yeah. if, if needed, right? So they're all fired up. They, we're going to wrestle this thing through. It's going to be weird. We're going to have a Monday match or two, but, but at least we'll, we'll get it done, right? Yep. But we heard hard No. No chance. Can't do it. Not happening. The, the, the rules are that it has to be done. And this is actually on their website, right? MSHSL website. The, the state individual tournament has to end. 224 is the last date for section individual competition, right? And that's why you have some teams have it on Friday. Some have it on Saturday. Some have Friday and Saturday. But Saturday's the last day. You've got to be done with sections on Saturday. Monday's after Saturday. Monday is after Saturday. So now now we're starting to get worried, right? like um, we're hearing we're hearing there's multiple sections where these true second seventh place matches might be needed. We're hearing some sections are are telling their kids it'll be on Monday. We're hearing that might not be allowed and things are just starting to get starting to go off the rails, Josh. oh like, man it, it was nervous. and so we this was another one of those times when, we we had a a number of different group text messages going, right? We're talking to different people about this and and you know, then people start getting getting um, upset or aggressive or loud or very opinionated with how things should be handled. And it just things just got from a little bit ugly to, to where it could get worse. And the, the bottom line, the bottom line is that we were both on the exact same page. They have got to figure out a way to to let these kids wrestle. Oh, especially like
1: for myself, having a having experienced a, a, a kid wrestling in a true second match. Right. Like,
0: it, I actually have had two. Yeah, I right. I'm, I've I've been through that true second match, and boy oh boy, it's, it's funner as a fan than a parent. It's nerve wracking okay. as a parent, it's but t- definitely funner <laughs> as a
1: fan than a parent.
0: But but we know how important they are, and we also know that that none of these kids so. Sidetrack here. We had the Friday night 7A match that wrestled the the true second at midnight, and then you had two in section four aa
1: two yep, and two there was the...
0: another one in another section as well, section right? Section three A, three A, yeah. So there were there were still three more true second matches to be wrestled, and um, none of you know none of those six athletes, specifically the three that were coming back from from the consolation side, um, did anything wrong. In fact, they, they worked their butt off and, and earned a shot to make it to the state wrestling tournament with that true second match. Um, so we, we were both on the same page that whatever it takes, they've got to make these matches happen. So who's to blame, Josh? Like where, where is this? Because I'm going to start with this. I'm going to start with this. I have been as critical at times of the MSHSL as anybody, whether it's back to the football and wrestling days of COVID, whether it's the not seeding state tournaments in the mid two thousands and before or 2010s and before, whether it's seeding tournaments now, whether it's having true double elimination. Look, I'm, I'm not afraid to be critical of the MSHSL. That's my point. Uh, they did nothing wrong here. In my opinion, the MSHSL um, allowed for a sixth match. Uh, they changed their policy when they, when they thought it would be helpful, and section said, we don't want a two-day tournament, uh, and we've got nine teams in a section, and, and, and it's just a lot of travel and extra stuff. And so they, they changed their bylaws and allowed, or whatever you want to call them, changed their rules and allowed a sixth match to be wrestled in a single day um, so that these nine team sections could do a one- day tournament that that was the end of like their like that was the end of their involvement they they they're not in charge of each individual section tournament they give a deadline for when it needs to be completed and that's it and then they you know they have a state tournament um, it, it, it if you ask me who's on the hook I say it it is the section managers and the coaches. Um, If I'm a coach for a team in a, in a section that has 10 or more teams, I know that mathematically there can be a seventh match needed
1: there. Yeah, there is a chance.
0: And, and no matter how slim of a chance, you know, if you're going to let the kids wrestle at all, then you got to let them wrestle back to second place if it happens. Right. Cause what if, what if little Billy is zero and twelve on the year, but he gets hot, right? Are we going to yeah. tell him, "Sorry, you didn't earn. <laughs> Man, and you you did do so well close. enough." And, and if we're going to do that, just don't let him wrestle at sections. Well, and I right. If you want to, if you want to only let eight kids wrestle at each section tournament, then do that. And by the way, I think that's a horrible idea, Josh. I, I am not I, in I, favor of that. My my point is this: so if you're going to allow ten teams in a section, then you have to have to figure out a way. To allow that seventh match if it's needed. Yeah. And, and so far, it feels like the MSHSL has been really open to the section managers and, and the coaches that work with those section managers to figure out how to handle things. They don't say you have to do your tournament on Friday. Right. It has to be a Friday, Saturday. They, they just say it has to be done by the 24th. And then they they let the sections run it. Section one has all three classes together, it's awesome. Different you know uh sections have have different rules and setups, but the bottom line is to me the problem this year was on the section managers and, and potentially any coaches that didn't that didn't argue with the with the other coaches section managers
1: well and, and you <clears throat> long answer you i would say you're right it's the the state high school league actually they stepped up, and they made a decision, in my mind, in my opinion, to to correct this and let the kids wrestle the true second matches. I agree. It, they
0: corrected the section. I, look, I'm going to say section managers when I'm talking about this, and I really do mean there's someone in charge of each section, so I'm putting it on them. That's where, that's where the buck starts and stops. But the coaches in that section can also work with them. So when I say section manager – I mean, primarily section manager, but also the coaches in that section because they have a voice and they can talk about these things. But the MSHSL fixed this problem for the section managers.
1: They did, and you were you were right to say like you, you you've been critical of the MSHSL in the past, but this is not a time
0: because we've seen a bunch of that. Right, you know, yeah, on... people really railing on them, and and I even had some, I, you know I had some people in person saying the MSHSL needs to allow seven matches. And I'm like, no. Maybe they do next year, but not this year. The the rules have been clear, and, and and it's and it's based on you know whether it's a dated policy or not. It's based on a safety recommendation, right? So th- they they could allow a seventh match or a midnight match or a Monday match and help fix this problem this year, yep. right? For other people, but it wasn't their problem. They didn't cause this issue. So um, yeah, and. And I need to be clear, because I'll probably be critical of MSHSL again down the road, right? If, if uh, just the way it goes. But
1: well, and, in
0: this case, it was not on them.
1: You know, and and here's I don't I also don't want to throw the section managers under the bus because I know I can speak to like, let's look at Section Four AA, the one I know the, the best right now. You know they they vote on the the one day versus two day tournament. They do that a year. They did that a year ago. You know yep. they do that at the section tournament, right? Well, in section four AA, it's a lot of St. Paul schools. Yeah. And their numbers fluctuate, and they literally have the best numbers they've ever had.
0: It, which is well, which I should say great, ever, right? but the best numbers but, they've yeah, had in up, a long time. Yeah.
1: And the and the sections got redrawn after this vote. You know the sections got redid. They got redrawn last spring, right? After this. So you took that you took maybe a team or two out and added a different team.
0: So the numbers changed a little bit. Now I agree with you that I um, mean you could you could argue that you should maybe revote after a realignment. Yeah. And here's here's the problem, right? People make decisions for a lot of reasons, and and a lot of times things like this, they're they're financially driven, not necessarily financially driven for profit. They're like, let's be responsible. Not make schools travel an extra day, stay overnight. Because look, Saint Paul to Simley is not, it's a bus trip in the morning, yeah, right? Yep. But there are there are some sections around the state mm. that it's it's a two, three, four hour bus ride. It's maybe an overnight trip, whatever. You right? bet. So so I I can empathize with the concept of, um, you know, hey, we you know this is really expensive for some. It's really unlikely to happen. That said, if the If the section decides, as a section, which includes, you said the coaches voted, right? As a section manager and the coaches, if they decide for a one-day tournament, they have to be the ones to step up and take the heat if a seventh match, as unlikely as it seems, is needed and someone doesn't get to wrestle at the state tournament. They cannot let the MSHSL take a beating because their rule says you can only wrestle six times. If they're the people who agreed to have a one-day tournament where this might happen.
1: Well, you are, I wouldn't, I'm not gonna say you're wrong, Al. And my understanding is they, they kind of did that. Um, And I shouldn't say kind of, I, I wasn't involved in the conference calls (laughs) in the meetings, believe it or not. Um, But my understanding is they did that and they really just, everyone wanted to work to find a resolution.
0: So now you're talking about, um, at what point did you mean like on this weekend, Sunday, or previously.
1: Well, no like uh, yeah, this weekend. Yeah. Saturday yeah. Oh, night, Sunday oh, night, sure. yeah. like I mean No,
0: so look, Saturday and Sunday I was nervous about this. I I I was fairly confident that they were going to let these kids wrestle. I was not. Luckily, it didn't come to terrible press coverage and lawsuits. Oh, no doubt. I mean, right? imagine if this was hockey. Oh my gosh. Imagine if
1: this if this was Oh man. Does the, the the section hockey tournament, let's let's say a section game no, it's it's obviously different. It's, it's a different team sport. The individual, okay, but imagine let's it was hockey anyway. The Saturday night, you pick a section, Northern Minnesota. They can't they can't drive to the arena in Roso because of let's say, weather. Yeah. So they can't play on Saturday night.
0: The AC cooling the ice isn't working, yeah. so they can't compete on Saturday. And that was a deadline that MSHSL gave them. So nobody gets to play state hockey for that section. So
1: they're How's not. that going to go? They're Josh? not playing on Sunday, right? <laughs> Their state tournament starts on Wednesday. Our starts on Thursday, so they're not playing on Sunday. We know that. And Do are you, you going to tell me you're not going to play that game on Monday?
0: Th- it would happen. It would like, happen. Because there's there's big money, big press, big backing for for hockey, right?
1: Yeah. So I don't think these wrestlers. Now, granted, there was only a handful of them, or but less it's, than a handful. They shouldn't be treated any different. You're not going to say, "Hey, congratulations!" But I was talking to a guy today, and you know what he said to me? He said, "Well, that's the rules." The, you know, that's the that he. <laughs> that's a good life lesson for those kids. For those kids. For those kids. I was like, "That's a terrible life lesson for those kids." This Their sounds, wrestling's this got enough like life the lessons. like the advice
0: we give to kids when dealing with refs, <laughs> yeah. right? Like we we've got yes. to ha- yeah.
1: That is, it's not, a, it's not a good life. I mean, oh, it's a terrible
0: life. There's life. enough. So, f- so it's okay that the Friday night kid, right? He got to wrestle at midnight. Yeah, he might not even want, to, but he got to wrestle at midnight. I don't get to wrestle because I wrestle for a different school. Yeah. Because you know, my school doesn't have enough money for a lawyer or my – right? Like, the whole thing I, – I can't tell you how happy I am that it got resolved without a bunch of terrible media. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because it was going to happen.
1: And kudos to the State High School League for, for allowing it. And right. kudos to everyone. That, Big shout that out to – yeah. The, the gyms that roll out a mat for – you know, I seen a picture thanks to Chris Wolf. He shared it yeah, with us. Yeah, that
0: was awesome, you wasn't know,
1: it? They had – they rolled out a mat, and they had fans there. And for it one like match, a
0: pretty good crowd. They had a great crowd. It was like the uh, what was it? Didn't Nolf wrestle somebody in a special wrestle off? Yeah, like one, a Final two X two out right? three deal. Yes, or... I mean
1: <laughs> so now Section Four AA, they did not have the same. They did not allow
0: fans, right? They Essentially, not.
1: they did not. I mean, they had you could bring two coaches and I think a warm up partner and maybe a stats a statistician, and that was it. That was it. Like it was. Um, I got a I got a Snapchat from Cash. He was there because he was he was a warm-up partner. Yep. And um he's like, This is weird. <laughs> I, I bet it was. I bet it really was. It's
0: like a COVID type and, of deal, you know. His the, he was a warm-up partner for a wrestler who this is last year wrestling in Minnesota.
1: Yes, side Caracas Wagner, you know. Right. Yeah, like so
0: he was he was there to to help. Yeah, like I mean, and how many times he qualified for a state tournament? Uh, none. And how many will he qualify? Right. So look, he lost this match, and that's fine. But he had an opportunity to wrestle it. Right. This 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 kid's senior ma- senior year is one one crack at making a state tournament, and we're going to tell him you don't get to do it because you you won too many matches today. Well, and
1: and you not only did that, but you weren't a very high seed coming into the tournament, but you got on a roll, right? And you found a way to. Come right. back and take third, and then, you know, you got you got
0: hot at the right time, right? Like, sorry, you, you know wrestled what? really hard, tried hard, and that's our our uh, our moral is that sorry, sometimes you get screwed. <laughs> that's what we're going to teach these kids. That's our lesson. No well, way. I got another. No way.
1: I have another. I got a quote from a, a retired, um, wrestling official that I'm gonna. We'll probably leave his name out of it. And we'll say, no, I said retired, so this is not Rod Frost, the guy that we go to a lot of times, right? It's a different different guy. And tell me what you think of this. He said, my opinion of the six-match-in-a-day rule is clear, and to make an exception in the state tournament series because the stakes are higher, that wouldn't be made in the regular season tournament, it is wrong. This is on the tournament directors and coaches, not the league any tournament with nine teams or more should be a two-day tournament because once you think something is not going to happen, it will happen four times.
0: Now, so I I, it, there's a lot of really good points made, made there. There's one minor, really unimportant clarification, but I'll make it anyway. Yeah. It's 10 teams. Nine yes. teams is not going to happen. It can't. It can't, right? It's but, not but with possible. But 10, with 10, it can. And I actually saw on Twitter someone mentioning something about 11 teams. And that also is wrong. Right. It's ten. 10. or more is the number. Like, if you're going to make a rule, just for, that's irrelevant to the discussion other than for clarity. But, but I I mean, I actually agree with a lot of what he's saying. How about this? You the want bottom line is, though, you cannot take opportunities away from kids because of poor decisions by adults.
1: Well, no, because he, he, him and I got into it on this. We And I'll, I'll fill you in a little bit more on that. But here's his solution. His solution to this would be to have all weight classes with more than eight-man brackets show up and show up to wrestle a couple rounds on Friday night and then finish the tournament on Saturday, ensuring no kid will have six matches.
0: So you know what? If a a section decides that's how they want to handle it, I'm okay with that. I actually am. If they say, as a section, the coaches and and manager agree that – you know what, we've got some, again, 10, but we've got some 10 man brackets. So we're going to wrestle on Friday night, but we don't see a, a need to have, you know, two fake rounds. We'll just have the eight matches out of the 13 weight classes that we might need to have or whatever. Yeah. Then I'm okay with that. Like if that's, if that's the solution that a section comes up with, I'm okay with that. Now, if if the coaches all agree to that, that means it works out okay. If the coaches say, That's silly, I don't want to have three of my kids have to have a Friday night match when my my higher seated senior captain kids, quote unquote good kids, don't have to wrestle. That's not I'm fine with that, too. So have a full round, like Section one Eight, right? We went down there for years, and, and there were 14 matches, yeah, you know. They go quick. Some were really quick. They go quick. But, you know. What, round goes I, really quick. So be it. So be it. It allowed for every kid to have their chance.
1: Agreed. And that's the thing. It allowed for every kid to have their chance. So where this retired official and I disagreed was he said the rules are black and white. It's against the rules the kids should not be allowed to wrestle that true second match. And I looked at him, I said, you're nuts. And he goes, it's no different. It's, it's, he goes, now this is at the beginning of our conversation. He says, it's no different than if a kid bites someone Oh my gosh. It gets DQ'd. It's like, well, it's completely different.
0: It's, it's, it's as different as you can get.
1: Because the kid who does the biting <laughs> made the choice to bite someone. Right. The kid who qualifies or wrestles back to third place and earns he made a true the choice match. to
0: win five matches in a row, Josh. Yeah, he did. He did he not did, have to do that. He, he could have turned over and gotten pinned. He made zero, you know, he was. <laughs> he just, made no bad choices.
1: <laughs> no bad. He, he was just playing by the rules that were put in front of him. He had no Most of these kids don't even know it's a rule. Right. So then by the time we got
0: done. Chatting
1: about it and working our way through it. He's like, yeah, you know what? Maybe, you know, maybe I was wrong on that
0: I mean going into look go side going into his third place match Do you want to be the coach to go over and say look I couldn't be more proud of you? You know, you took that early loss, but you've been wrestling hard and wrestling good and winning matches super proud of you for for winning those matches on the backside but um, the news I have for you is I know that we told you you'd make it a state tournament if you finish first or second and they have a true second there. But the news I have for you is that no matter what you do right now, your day's done. You actually don't get to wrestle a true second. That's how we want to motivate our kid for a third place match? Well, not exactly. Um, yeah, no.
1: that. And to, to say like... You know, wrestling, there's there's enough life lessons in and along the way. Like, one of them shouldn't be like. No doubt. Well, we messed up here, and someone messed up here. Long yeah, story I short.
0: I don't. Look, if that, if that retired official wants to say it's black and white, and he wants to get on an advisory board next year and say, hey, you guys. And, and I would be okay with this, too, to, to some degree. If the MSHSL dictated to sections and said, hey, you have to do this. And maybe that's you have to have a two-day tournament if you have 10 or more teams. I'm actually okay with that because this year at least, the section, the sections around the state, at least three of them, proved they couldn't handle the responsibility of, of making sure every kid had an opportunity to qualify for state tournament. Ooh, I, 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 I mean, look, I'm... I, that's, that's coming that's,
1: from that's, Al Vins, not Josh Raymond. Is, yeah, yeah,
0: I Look, I'm <laughs> all right with it. I, and I, you know, I... It is what it is, right? They the they were very close to to having a mess on their hands.
1: Well, like again, I just want to say thanks to the MS state, state high school for, for
0: for doing the right thing. Yeah,
1: they did the right and thing. I'm 100%. not sure
0: if they are a big Sunday meeting type organization. I'm guessing, but not. they clearly spent some time on Sunday this year and figured out a way to say, you know what, this stinks. It's a mess. We don't like it, but but we can't take opportunities away from these kids. And, and Hey, by the way, that phrase gets thrown around way too much for my personal liking. People talk about like, you can't take this away. You can't take that away. And I'm like, well, it depends on what it is you're taking away. Right. But in this case, I, I, I mean it. And I say it. you can't take away that true second opportunity from a kid because of a scheduling snafu by people who said it probably won't happen. Yeah, that the, kid loses he'll probably lose on the backside, too. Yeah, he won't have enough guts to win four matches straight. Outside, yeah, we don't got to worry about that, right? So anyway, yeah, that well, yeah. I guess that's that. Well, I, I would I would guess that next year there will be some more clear direction on this this situation. And it will be unlikely to be a last-minute scramble topic at sections.
1: I think you are are spot on there, Alan. <laughs> I believe that in, in next year they'll probably um, be a two-day tournaments.
0: Yeah, like I say, it's, it's just something they got to talk about and have hard rules. And and if and if MSHSL says here's how you're gonna do it, so be it. If they say it's up to you, so be it. But um, I mean if it happens again next year i'll I, if this were to happen next year after happening this year i would locate the section managers names and all the coaches names and call every single one of them out uh, on the show if if a kid didn't get to wrestle true second because they had a one day tournament with 10 or more teams and the, and the MSHSL didn't allow an extra match next year which yep. i i don't expect them to they don't have to i would figure out who the section manager and every one of the 10-plus coaches are and call them out by name on the show, right? Because it's up to them. It's up to them to make sure their kids have opportunities, however they want to do it. Two-day tournament, pigtails ahead of time, whatever it is, if the MSHSL gives you leeway, then you figure it out. Don't come crying on on Monday that it couldn't happen because now we know it will happen. Well, yeah, there is. It happened four times.
1: It, it did. I mean, and... None of them in AAA, right? Because there's only eight or nine teams in each AAA section. They're mostly small sections.
0: You're right, That's... A- and and some of the you know so if a section has fourteen or fifteen teams, it's not going to happen because they'll have a two day tournament. You know, typically. Yeah, yeah, actually, uh, it's, it's that ten or eleven team section, which is kind of common in a few, right? Like you. Well, four A's got thirteen. Thir- 13's pretty big. That yeah. I mean. It maybe is a semi—I don't know if unique unique the right word—but you mentioned that, you know, historically some of the schools aren't able to fill full rosters, right? So you don't feel as likely that you're going to end up with it. But now we've learned our lesson. Look, yeah, MSHSL let everybody off the hook. We got to have matches today. at in the state tournament that needs to be there. And next year, we all know it can happen. And I expect 24 sections to handle it the right way. Oh, I'm sure. However it is. I'm sure. Well, that was quite a tangent, Yeah, that's
1: it. Okay, so I know when we started the show, we talked about trying to keep it under three hours, but I don't know that that's going to happen. Hey, speaking of that, three hours, how about this shirt I rocked? I'm rocking right now, Alan. I brought you one, too.
0: Rainbow. I love that shirt.
1: This is a gift from the, uh, the good guys at the JB Takes podcast. Yep. Um, this one's a little tight in the arms. It's hard, though, right? Me I mean, they're,
0: they're you know, I, Logan's bicep maybe needs a little bit of a skinnier cut. Yeah, and um, maybe yours is a little bit of a bigger I, I, need cut. A I don't bit know
1: stretch in the in the bicep <laughs> area but um, it's pretty cool like they're
0: uh, oh they're sweet shirts.
1: these guys are selling um gear Yep. so if
0: you're they're they've leaped beyond us with merch for sale for merch
1: as the kids would say but you know on the back of it
0: the back is the best part it
1: says um, section one versus the world because they're big section one homers uh Logan Brewer and Kyle Honnickcke and they don't hide it no they, no, they, do, they don't apologize for it either. Which is cool. Yo, no, I'm good with it. Um, I just got to find a way to modify this one to a f- four for the state <laughs> tournament. Um, I think if I can do that with a white, like a silver sharpie or something.
0: Josh, I was going to ask you later, but I'll ask you right now. You know when people talk about the goat, right? Like Jordan Burroughs, maybe the goat. John Smith, maybe the goat. Yeah. What What does goat mean? What's it stand for?
1: Greatest like, of all time, right?
0: Of all time. Yeah. Greatest of all time. So, could there theoretically be a goat of the year? Or does that just make no sense? I don't. A greatest I of all time of a single year. Of this that year? doesn't.
1: Like no, I don't. I don't like think that's so. That's just not
0: okay. So, uh, completely unrelated to the JV takes T-shirts. I would guess, but I just thought I would ask that question at this time. Okay. Go check their preview out. It's good.
1: Okay, because it's good. The. I thought, are you just saying that because these guys are from Goodhue? Are you bringing up goats? Cause-
0: uh, well, they, they, have, <laughs> they are talking about having a goat of the year declared for Section 1, and you may or may not. I'll spill the prize. I, the rest of their podcast I won't spill because it was good, but yeah, if you are the goat of the year for Section 1, you may get to name a fainting goat or have a fainting goat named after you. This classic good hey, Hugh, at man. One, at one point, they were going to give a fainting goat away to the, to the goat. But then they decided that could be against some sort of rules, gifting goats to, to high school athletes. <laughs> I, gotta listen, I, gotta listen. I work
1: with some guys from Goodhue, and a lot of times goats and sheep get brought up when There was a sheep
0: that got out during the heat. It was oh, a one-sheep alarm. Yeah,
1: it's, just, it's a good thing you brought this up early in our episode. Oh, jeez.
0: <laughs> but but thank you to those guys for these shirts are awesome.
1: Yeah, they're great. And Josh will um, get you a koozie. I feel yes, I will definitely do that. I feel like they're in cahoots a little bit with um, Teague Fenwick and, and Steve LaQuern over That'll at the happen. Wisconsin Wrestler Podcast because they questioned after our last episode they questioned whether or not we had jobs
0: because wait of the a minute, <laughs> yeah, like
1: little do they know feels we feels
0: uncalled for.
1: We work. This is this is like a second job to us and it yeah. takes place at night and sometimes. It's lo- almost a it's second
0: like, and a third. Like it is. the second job is the prep time, the third's the actual recording.
1: It's like second and third shift.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: So yeah, thanks for the shirts, guys. Um for our listeners that are there's gonna be it's the state tournament week. So as much wrestling content as you can find. Yeah. Go give these guys a listen at JV Takes. They did a they did a great job. It's section one heavy, but but then they it really isn't. They mixed yeah, yeah. them state this for the state tournament series here. It's it's statewide stuff. It's it's very good, and and they're really knowledgeable when it comes to the, the Class A stuff too, which is not always our strength. Right. So that that helps a lot. Um, another one, Al. Another little piece of uh, how about this bad boy right here that I got after our last episode?
0: Oh, if, uh, I look. I I cannot tell you guys. I know you can't see this. How many? Um, so Josh is a paper guy, right? Like Big He's guy. always got at least two or three of the latest guillotine paper copy episodes with. And he seems to carry the last two years of this of the MSHSL, like the state wrestling, um, the paper guide, seems to carry a couple of those in his traveling backpack at the all times. The program. Time. The program. Thank you. Yeah. Um, last year's program, he had to have printed out. And I know he had this printed for him because it's actually color and bound it's not just like a few wrinkled black and white copies stapled together and crumpled up
1: thank you jeremy mao
0: right so he's got a very nice um you know they had digital guide last year and he he got that printed out and mao printed it for him and uh so it's great but what josh just showed me is not a new guide in fact it it is not if i'm looking at it i mean it's got a it might be as old as you are.
1: It is as it might be as old as you are. Oh Al. boy! Like,
0: <laughs> oh boy! This
1: this is literally the program from the 1975 state Minnesota State High School League wrestling tournament, the first year of the dual state tournament.
0: You know, we just talked how crazy is that? We just talked about this in our um, you know our last episode. We talked about the history and some fun facts about the state dual tournament um and compared and explained why we were so much better than every other state yeah uh certainly for dual tournaments I mean, we should have
1: been able to do that in 10 minutes but we did it in three hours
0: we did it in three we convinced you in three hours um but yeah so how did you come across it
1: well one of our uh, listeners a, i mean yeah so a
0: guy from that old that it was the exact year we were talking about
1: yeah it's it's for and al's al's probably understand i'm a huge um state tournament wrestling program guy, especially some of the older ones. Yeah. There was a ton of information in them. The last few years, they've kind of they've thinned out the the information and in the articles. It's kind of more of... A
0: few more ads. Yeah,
1: more of the brackets and the ads. Um,
0: and look, it's nice to have all the brackets and to have a, a team picture with a roster list for every team. Yeah. But the extra pages were what... Made it so golden in the past, oh, right? Oh,
1: totally. You know, just the articles about like teams you would you would never know anything about, or you know, you're maybe curious about, and it's like, oh, okay, well, this is whatever. You know, there there was a bunch of that stuff. They would mix in and you know, coaching stuff and and you know, you know just different records and whatnot. So they there was always a ton of good info on them, and it was easy easy for me to navigate. Well. When we really could have used this, I could have used this program, Al, when we were putting together the last episode because there's all the information I needed was kind of in there. And look, unfortunately, I got it after I did a bunch of homework on the episode. But thank you. I get a big shout out to Mark Madigan, longtime assistant coach at Simley High School. He's actually been there for 45 years.
0: So, Mark gave you his only copy of a 1975 wrestling program, Josh? Well, <laughs> that is a great question because I, I was like, I can't take this. I, I was going to say, I, I I, mean, I think that's a, a super thoughtful and awesome gift or, or donation or whatever, but like, how do you give up your, you know, your only copy of a, next year's his 50th anniversary?
1: He, he did not actually give up his only copy because he had two of them and the other one he was filling out... As the matches went along, because his brother was wrestling in the tournament,
0: so he's got one that's got that have all the brackets filled out.
1: Well, not all of them, or,
0: but had a bunch of. I mean, had some brackets filled out.
1: Yeah, up to the semis.
0: Is that when his brother lost? That's when his brother lost. I actually, <laughs> I I can I can empathize with this bracket no, filler. I can out, to- <laughs> totally empathize Boy, with this bracket. I'm so excited! I'm filling out everything. Right, boom, 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 <laughs> and he throw that chucker over in the corner and be like, "Well." He he picked it up and brought it home with it but he stopped filling it out at the semis. That's when his brother lost. So Josh, I, I realize it's not quite a thing the last couple of years, but like 5, 10, 15 years ago, do you have multiple copies these state tournament? Yeah. Of guides or um some of m- some many of them. Like if you can you grab
1: two? Yeah. Um I usually would have one that you actually use to fill out and I would carry with I would carry, you know, back and forth through the sessions. So it
0: had a, a fold in half, right? Fold in your back pocket.
1: Yeah, it was kind of beat up. Yep. And then starting on Saturday morning, I would always buy a, a, a fresh one. That, you know, because they would they would they'd always sell out Saturday. Right. So I would buy a fresh one. You know, that first session Saturday morning to that wasn't so beat up. Right. You know, like, um, yeah, I, I just, I. Yeah, they've got a. I do have duplicates of a lot of them, <laughs> but uh, which Jolene loves, by the way.
0: I'm sure, <laughs> just having I, them. Uh, you know. <laughs> I'm glad Mark had had multiples of that because that that was awesome. You well, st-
1: and the story behind why he he's gotten, you know, like uh, he's got he he could give one away because you know he had two right. and the other one is is half filled out and he's like I couldn't nah, I, was, I can't do it anymore which I can do totally we can both relate
0: to. Well, so it was filled out through the semis, was, at least his brother's bracket.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so that
0: means his brother placed. He did place. He placed. He yep. made the semis, top six. Well, that year was top four. That's right. Oh.
1: Yes, we could. We just
0: talked about this. I'm not, I, I had a uh, short circuit from last week to this week, not surprisingly. But yeah, so that year they did not wrestle. They only gave out. F- In the individual tournament, they yeah. They only this, gave out four medals. Yeah. Yeah, and there if was you no Lost backs. first round. That was unfortunate. And if you lost second round, it was unfortunate. It was unfortunate as well. Yeah. No, if like, you made the semis, though, you got to wrestle for third, fourth. If you, yeah, that's right. So many iterations of bracket styles we've been through. Thank you. None of which flow wrestling supports correctly.
1: Oh, geez, no, they don't. <laughs> um, another thing about Mark that that a lot of people don't know, or or I shouldn't say maybe they. Wrestling fans maybe don't know. Like I say, he's been coaching forever. All 45 years have been at Simley. And um, uh, this may sound like a Simley homerism thing, but it's actually not. It's it's just about a guy who's... At senior night, we were wrestling Chisago Lakes. And... They, you know, like the the, the Portia Lakes fans. You know, they they got stuck through our thirteen seniors. Oh you know, my gosh! The like,
0: why couldn't it be the the duel when you had one senior? Yeah, like you know, like <laughs> a little but, two minute talk, a picture with mom, we're done. They
1: got all thirteen <laughs> of them, and then when they when they were done, so this is Coach Madigan's last year. He's he's gonna re- he's gonna retire from coaching and step away. Okay, and, and and go travel. You know, spend some time traveling. Well, the head coach Will Short, after he introduced the seniors. He, he brought Coach Madigan up in front of the crowd and, and gave a really nice, sh- nice spiel about his 45 years of dedicated yeah, service sure. to, the, to the wrestling program and, you know, how involved he was. And he's been part of 16 state championship teams and, and went, through a, went through a really nice list of things that, that he's done. And, and I can't even pretend to, re- to repeat it because Will said sure. it so much better than I ever could. He got a standing ovation. And naturally, he gets a standing, you know, mark got right, a standing so. ovation. From yeah, his, I mean, from he's been
0: part of the program since, there's probably some second generation wrestlers that had, you know, their dads oh, wrestled yeah. under him as well as the kids.
1: You bet there is. There's many of them. Sure. I mean, he's, Mark's been doing it 45 years. I'm 44. Well, you know, like, um, yeah, there's many of them.
0: Brag it up, young fella. Well, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's
1: getting, <laughs> losing that. Um, But, so naturally, the Simley fans gave him a standing ovation. Right so did the so did the chicago lakes fans and there like there wasn't a, i mean there was there was people there was women in the gym crying oh man and i gotta i gotta give a, a big shout out to chicago lakes because they they got up and gave my standing ovation too
0: it. it was pretty cool like are you sure they weren't just applying the fact that you were done with the 14th announcement of the night
1: well that may have may <laughs> have been a piece no, of it I, I, <laughs> like
0: um, I, i'm kidding that's uh, that is you know definitely a possibility it's <laughs> for sure possibility but you know that's one of the things that's fun about wrestling fans right like Chicago lakes it's not like they're longtime pals with simley right No, no but they recognize and appreciate right just like most wrestling fans do even at another school you could appreciate uh you know some hard work and commitment and and acknowledge you know kind of a lifetime achievement sort of thing you know even if it's not on on your side of the mat so that's yeah, cool
1: it was very cool um and I think a lot of many many programs or teams would do that but I it was I made a note of it and I forgot about it in our last couple episodes sure so here we are this was a I thought a great segue so if anyone any of our listeners see Mark Madigan and know him from over the years um you know wish him a you know good luck in his retirement and ask him about the time he wrestled a bear
0: you mean like Nash Hutmaker, the bear, the polar bear for the Nebraska Cornhuskers? I know he's a little older, but they call him the polar bear. Is that who he wrestled? A bear?
1: He wrestled oh. a live bear. Like and a bear, bear. Like, like a a actual real, bear. an actual bear. <laughs> like there is like I'm an bear. There is a picture on his wall of him like wrestling. Like the old a bear. come to the county
0: fair and <laughs> wrestle a bear? Yes. He, no way. <laughs> 100% like that. Was. That was what it was. So, <laughs> you got you've seen a photo of this? I have seen the photo. I've I've got to I, I, look. I I know who Mark is, but I'm not like I'm not pals with him. I don't. I've got to see this photo. Ask him about I've the time he wrestled. I
1: will. We'll get. We'll get. I'll get a picture of the photo. <laughs> <laughs> he wrestled a bear. It it really happened. That is awesome. <laughs> Thanks for the program, Mark. I appreciate it. Um. Okay, Al. What? Where are we going from there?
0: Well, we could actually talk wrestling. Oh, I suppose. Should we do that? Um, look, I don't. I don't have. I mentioned earlier you were at four AA. Yeah. I was at two AAA. Uh, we each got to watch some wrestling. Um, let's do this. Let's go. Let's just start, start, start little schools and go up. And I'll let you pick anywhere from. At least two or three, if up to four or five brackets in single A, and we can talk about them. Um, we are not going to have time to do thirteen at all three weight or all three classes. So pick pick at least a couple, and if you want to do four or five, we can try not to do them all. <laughs> okay. this um... look. This can be. This can be. You've got uh, a neighbor's nephew wrestles for a school. You want to talk about that weight class? You could talk about one that's super deep, one that's got like a dominant wrestler and, and like a heavy favorite. however you want to do it. Just uh, yeah, you can pick, pick a weight class and okay. and we'll talk about it.
1: Um, this could be harder than than well uh, um, bear with me here, Al. Let's go let's let's take a look at 114 class A. okay, let's start at 114. The one seat is Javier Berg from Chatfield. Uh, he is... The two seed is Miklo Hernandez from Pipestone area. And the reason I bring that up is these two young men, they wrestled last year in the state championship. They're the one and two this year at the same weight. It should be... You know, if their seeds hold, there's a good chance those guys could meet up in the state finals again. So that that is kind of fun to keep an eye on. Sure. Um, if you look at... If you look at Javier's uh, quarter, they Bo Hudoba from Ogilvy. He is 43-7 uh, and on the year. He's a senior. He is one of the young men we are talking about. He wrestled that midnight true second match.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. I, he
1: uh, he was the second place yeah, wrestler. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, 7-8 second place, 114
0: yeah. yeah,
1: that was so kind of a... If people are wondering, some of the guys we were talking about there, that's one of them. He was, like I say he took, he lost in the finals, wrestled his true second match at twelve oh one.
0: So look, I mean, here, here goes, I don't want to keep doing this. I'll try not to anymore, but I'll say it one more time. Um, we talked about figuring this thing out. It's not really that fair to Bo to have to stick around for four hours after his finals match that he just lost to wrestle a true second match, unexpectedly. Right, like this goes into you have to have a plan ahead of time. And I don't think midnight matches, as fun as they are, they sound. I don't think the wrestlers necessarily want to to do that. So, um, shout out to to Bo and the other guys that, you know, especially Bo, right? Because he, he wrestled a midnight match to qualify. And, um, yeah, anyway,
1: so. I, yeah, again we don't we spend enough time on this but if you're the kid that he wrestled that was from Aiken that's an hour away from where the section tournament was
0: Oh, it's a mess there's no good oh,
1: yeah I mean you're better off wrestling at midnight than that kid driving home and coming back you know that's an hour home and an hour back in the morning that's two less hours of sleep
0: I'm usually three three and a half hours into my my nighttime nap at midnight Josh I'm a Old guy, early to bed, early to rise. Yeah, I don't know,
1: but I'm not buying that, Al. <laughs> I know better than that. Oh, uh, but yeah, that this bracket, there's like so many we'll talk about. There, there are plenty of tough kids. Caden Eller from JCC. Uh, excuse me, Roman, R- Roberg. They, uh, he's got a 33 and four record. But the one and two seeds I think are are the are worth keeping an eye on yeah, here. You know? nice. Let's see here. Let's let me pick another weight, huh? How about we go to let's go to 139. Okay. I'm gonna jump around a little bit on you here. 139, hang on now. I gotta, this is gonna take me a second to bring up. Unfortunately. So this will take three hours. Okay, Ryan Jensen from BBE, he's the one seed. He's a senior. He's 43-0. He's got Trent Foss, who's another senior from kenyon Wanamingo, was twenty-five and three first round. Ooh. That is not exactly the match I would be super excited for if I was forty-three and all. Right. You know, like I, can I get one of these kids that's got a um, maybe a less, you know, more like a five-hundred type of guy?
0: Right. Yeah. Especially you know, Kenyon's schedule's not always the same every year, but they they historically have. Not shy away from tough matches, right? Like it's not uncommon to to find a few losses on a Kenyan kid that's really solid, but they wrestle some tough tough events, and you just pick up some losses, right? Like that. Yeah, that's not the ideal. Now it's not a great
1: first round match for either guy. You know, obviously either guy. But um, if you go down and look at the the bottom quarter for the two seed Bolton, testing he's forty and two. He's a senior from Dover, Yoda. He if if the seeds hold true, there's a there's, you know him and Mason Patrick from Holdingford, who's thirty four and one, could run into each other in the quarterfinals. Yeah, well, that is a a heck of a second round match. Right. And let's not forget, you know, if you look just a name that stands out a little bit, the four seed in this bracket, Hudson Burnett, the senior from Pipestone, he he won a state title a couple years ago. Yeah. So another. He's no slouch either. Let's keep going here. Let's figure out, see if we can't find. at 145 pounds. Nolan Ambrose is going for his fourth state title. You don't see that every day. No. He's got, he had his weigh-ins in at 139 too, I believe.
0: He wrestled 139 most of the second half of the year, I think. Yeah. Maybe first half too. But just going back, I think. He, he certainly had plenty of wins at 139.
1: Yeah, I'm sure at the Lake Crystal Tournament he was, God, I was thinking he was at 139, but maybe I'm I'm mistaken on that.
0: Uh, no, I think you're right.
1: Yeah, that is, um, let's see here. So he's having a, that kid has had a freaking awesome high school career. No matter how it shakes out at the state tournament for him, he's, 50 and 1 on the year. I think his only loss is to Tyson Charmoli from St. Francis. I, I was think it we highlighted was
0: it... like a quarterfinal match of his like five years ago. Who did he have down in the corner, Matt? Who did, who did he used to do two years in a row? Maybe he, um, oh and
1: I'm trying to think. Um,
0: yeah, never mind. I'll you got to. We'll either skip it or I'll think of it later and blurt it out. But
1: I'm trying to think of who he who his one lost was. I know it was at the Rumble. Um, I can't remember for sure off the top of my head. It might have been. I don't know. I would I would try and look it up here, but I was like I've got a, like an, an ad of Daniel Cormier wrestling with Mark Bader.
0: Those two do not feel like the same weight class. Josh.
1: No, so I can't. Um, turns out when I click on his profile, he's only a half a star and well I'm sorry, Noan, I can't I can't find out who your one lost who is is on the year. <laughs> Al's working on it. But the two seed in that bracket is Gavin Johnson from Kenyon Wanamingo. He's 35 and 2. I think he was currently I'm pretty sure he was ranked number one most of the year at 145, wasn't he? He was, so. yeah, I don't know what I don't know what the the driver, the deciding factor was for Nolan to go up to go up to one forty five, but I guess it doesn't really matter. Another kid in that bracket, Aiden Wolf from Boston Bagley. He's thirty five and three. He's a senior. I remember that name from back in the day, back in the uh, NYWA days, Al. Alexander right. Chua from Tracy Milroy Belton Westbrook Walnut Grove is 44 and five on the year. He's a senior. Yeah, this is uh, the interesting piece there is Ambrose going up to 45. Okay, let's see here. Let me give you another one. All right, are you trying to find that match for me, though?
0: Yeah, I'm having a bit of a um, a little struggle over here on the internet.
1: Yeah, I am too. It's grain bin internet.
0: (laughs) You could use some sort of awesome internet provider to sponsor the podcast. I don't think that's going to happen in Studio 2. Undisclosed location.
1: So I'm just going to shoot from the hip here since we're having internet problems. Uh, let's, Let's roll into 172 pounds, Al. Uh, the one seed is Maximus Hansen, future Augsburg Augie, defending state champ. He's 45-0 on the year. The Landon Leonard's, if I remember correctly, it was the was the two seed from Dovriota. He was 30 plus wins in single-digit losses. Another one in that bracket is Lucas fewer from Redwood Valley. He's fourteen and one. He's a freshman. He came out of Section Three. He wrestled one of those. He wrestled that ten o'clock true second match this morning. Versus, the, you know, he wrestled the kid from Adrian at the Redwood Valley High School. Uh, he's, Lucas has got a fourteen and one. He took se- fourteen and one record. He took second in the section and that true second match happened and he won that so that's the second guy to win win his true second match coming out of the second place spot
0: on the uh yeah from the extra day yeah either midnight or monday match
1: mason Bruder, he is 37 and 5 he's from long prairie great eagle browerville this will be a fun bracket to keep an eye on. Seth Stye from Jackson County Central. Preston Mayfield from Frazee. That's a name we've we've seen a bunch over the years. Any luck on your internet there yet, Al?
0: No, I think uh, I think Nolan's got a like a kind of an empty profile here. So I'm
1: the old not showing
0: any matches. It's been reset, perhaps.
1: Okay, let's move on to the 215-pound bracket in Class A. This is one you're going to want to keep an eye on. The one seat is Jacob Schimmick. The two seat is Will Van Epps. Then you got Jackson Barkowitz from Holdingford, Caleb Curry from Goodhue. So those are the one, two, three, and four ranked wrestlers. Carson Gilbert, the five, is in there. Isaiah Rennie from ACGC, the six, is in there. Bodie Roberts from New York Mills, he's the eighth-ranked wrestler. That bracket is loaded with guys. At 215 pounds, I would I would bring it up, Al, but your right. internet is kind of fighting me. Yeah, that you know, for all our, our you know, we got we got fans of little guys, we got fans of mid-sized guys, and we got fans of big guys. So if you're a big guy fan. If that's where you if that's where you start, keep an eye on this bracket. This will be a, a ton of fun. Like say, a lot of these big guys they move really well, and yeah, yeah there's, there's a well. Let's just look at some of the records here. Shimmick's forty six and one. Curdy's thirty six and five. Ethan Martinez is forty from Tracy Miller Ballot in Westbrook Walnut Grove. He's forty five and five. George Doherty from sewer Hendersons 38 and 7. Jackson Bartewitz is 42 and three. Bodie Roberts is 34 and three. Carson Gilbert, 39 and three. Isaiah Rennie from ACGC 43 and 6. Will Van Epps 40 and two? That is, that is a, a very deep, big guy bracket.
0: And Van Epps, who do he lose to in the section finals?
1: Will Van Epps lost in the section finals?
0: No, I was gonna say, geez, I don't,
1: I don't, I can't. No, no, even... no,
0: no, no. no. I, uh, I, I got confused over here looking, looking at uh, something else. I thought he wrestled um, Quinn Morgan. No,
1: no, no. He does have a loss to Quinn Morgan this year, though.
0: Right, but not the section finals. No, no. Yeah, yeah no. I had yep. a little brain. Sorry,
1: we got too many things going on here right here. now in studio two. We got some technical. I, unfortunately, for Al, we are having some technical difficulties, and I'm very little help when it comes to that, <laughs> so you're gonna hear my voice a little bit more than usual while al is is working on our, our technical difficulties. <laughs> we'll just keep it
0: simple we'll just so let's go
1: sorry, al, I'm kinda I plugged you in there when you
0: yeah, no, we're good, so is that um you want to move on to double A? You got more in single you want to talk?
1: Well, we can kind of shoot from the hip a little bit here right now, thanks to our internet. So let's, let's yeah, let's roll on. Jump into double A? Let's roll into double A because that's what I know the the best right now.
0: All right, let's do that.
1: Okay, wait a minute here, Al. I'm starting to, things are starting to spin again. Okay. Ambrose lost, actually lost in the, we should know this, to Alex Braun, defending state champ. Oh, f- sure. From Woodbury. They wrestled in the finals at the Rumble in the Red. It was that's not Charmoli. Charmoli, actually, Ambrose beat Charmoli on the other side of the bracket.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: So that's, that is what happened there. Okay. So, double A. Can we start? Let's start with the little guys. 107. Turner Ross from Simley. He has been taken down one... Less time this year than Landon Robidoux from St. Michael Elberville, in case you're wondering. Oh, really? Yes. I believe Robidoux has been taken down one time by Cooper Rowe from Mount West Tonka.
0: He did. I, I saw that. Yep. That's
1: Christmas tournament, right? Turner Ross has not been taken down all year.
0: Not one time.
1: Not one time. And he is the three-seed in his bracket at 107 pounds. He has one loss. That loss resulted came on a, he gave up a late reversal. With like 10 seconds left, if you haven't seen this kid wrestle yet, uh, I strongly suggest trying to catch a couple of his matches because he goes. He goes and he goes and he scores. He's a, he's a point-scoring machine. Nice. And the three-seed, you know, sometimes we, we look at the seeding and kind of scratch our head maybe a little bit. We don't know the exact seeding criteria, and neither one of us will ever complain about them seeding the tournament in 107 pounds or whatever the weight class may be at the time. Yep, the lightest yep. weight class is always a little tricky to
0: see. For right? sure, it's the hardest, right? I mean, um, the some of these kids, and we've talked about it for years. There's there's times when these 106 or now 107 pound kids are kids that have been wrestling on the national stage for you know six years, right? They were. Maybe Turner was too small to play football when he was younger, so he started wrestling competitively and started. I don't know if Turner did or did not, but some of these light kids will wrestle, um, you know, at Fargo, at Tulsa, at Reno. You know, they'll wrestle all over the country, and um, and it's hard to incorporate some of those results or 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 lack of results into
1: a into the state high school league.
0: A, a, right. I mean, you you can't you can't give a Kid credit for going and getting third at the Tulsa kickoff, right? But you and I know he's good. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it, it's certainly a challenging bracket to the, the those first weight classes, but especially the lightest is very challenging to seed
1: the lightest and
0: and rank and
1: yeah, it's just it's hard. There's not a lot of history on it. You know, Logan Snyder, he's an eighth grader. He's the one seed. He's forty five and three from Tatino Grace. He he wrestled in the state tournament last year, so he has that that factored into the seating criteria sure the um, the two seed kyle stangle from from Pierce, he's a junior he's 34 and 6 he was there last year also so that that plays into it a lot of these other guys at at the lightest weight across all three classes or guys or girls for that matter um they maybe haven't been here before so they have just a little bit less seating criteria and it gets a little cloudy when they're doing the the lightest weight
0: for sure Yep.
1: So yeah, I mean Turner Ross is nationally ranked, and he's forty-four and one, and he's a three seed. Um, he's only given up zero takedowns all year, like literally has not been taken down.
0: So which criteria is the takedown count against? Is that the third or the? I'm that, just kidding. That is not. We, we a, actually, I wish I could tell you what criteria it was, even though we know that particular data point is not a criteria. Um, you want to know what the first criteria is at the state? tournament um, seeding list here, Josh, at MSHSL on track. It is, um, and I don't have it in front of me now, it is your number of state seeding points from a range of 0 to 999. The second uh, criteria is worth up to one point. So basically what they do is they seed it offline and they just go assign values and uh, use that to seed, which is fine, but it would be nice to know you know kind of exactly what the criteria is um i i think part of me says that that sometimes people will, will hide or not share criteria so they don't have to defend it okay or, or to defend if they if they make a manual change to it they'd prefer just to keep keep that quiet i think transparency is good um but It is what it is. I'd rather have them seed it without telling me what their criteria is than not seed it at all. Oh, for sure. So I think you're right, though. Like a previous, like a returning state champ uh, is very high up, state place or state qualifier. I think those kind of trump some of the other criteria. So with these lightweights and these kids, maybe the first time they're eligible to wrestle to weight, that's hard to get get criteria coming in.
1: Yeah. Like I say, I think there's only a couple of guys in that bracket that have have qualified for the state tournament before, so it's and, then they, and they can make some minor adjustments. I think after after the the criteria is entered in and right. But okay, let's go on to one fourteen A, Joel Fredericks, he's your one seed. He's forty three and two. He's a sophomore from Watertown Mayor. Um, I don't know exactly. He's seated ahead of the number two. Seed wrestler Austin Jervinski from Simley, he's 37 and 5. Those guys met last year head to head in the, I want to say the semifinals, and Grizz won in the ultimate tiebreaker. But as tough as those two guys are, let's look at just look at some of the other brackets in here. Adam Parrish or some of the other wrestlers in here, Al. Adam Parrish from Cannon Falls. Randolph, he's 42 and 4. Aiden Thiessen from Cloquet Esco Carlton, he's 33 and 6. We've seen Sam Moore wrestle from Zambroda He his records maybe not as as you know decorated as these other guys, but he's tough. He's thirty five and
0: twelve. Kuyawa,
1: yeah, Bennett Kuyawa. He's forty six and five. How about, how about um? Give me the name. Here we go. Tucker oh, Schaluzak Shkal- from TCU Tri City United. He's he is forty four and five. There's even Casson Brum from Annandale Maple Lake he's 36 and five in his first round matches against Joel Fredericks. There is So they seed the top eight guys and after that the other the next eight are drawn in right right
0: And I think that's that's now public knowledge. I remember the first first couple of years they seated. they actually advertised that they only seated four places right but they literally seated eight, but they just didn't advertise it. Oh, yeah. And it really prevented a lot of complaints because, um, you know, as criteria evolves, it gets better, right? So that that, um, maybe pick of the top four. Well, let's talk about this. There's a couple of brackets we saw guys that were like eighth and ninth or eighth, ninth and tenth that are very close. Maybe they even had the same number of seeding criteria points, but there's only the one eighth seed and then the other guys get drawn in. Yeah, If I tell you I'm only seeding four... But, but somehow, surprisingly, five through eight are normally pretty accurate. Like, you're like, man, these brackets are good. That's a good, that's so a good I, system. So I was on board with that. I was okay with it. But now they they publicly acknowledge a seed eight. And, yes. And uh, then the other eight get drawn in.
1: Did I mention three seed in this bracket um, from the Minneapolis area? Miles Wildman, he's 35 and three. Nice. So there's, yeah, there's a bunch of depth here. That'll be a, another fun one. At 121 pounds, that bracket's kind of led by your defending state champion, Titan Fredericks, Joel's twin brother. We are talking a little bit, okay, so... Speaking of brothers,
0: who's his first-round match?
1: Who is his first-round match? I was afraid you were going to ask that. Um, hang on a second here. This, it's, it's thinking, make, can you, by chance, maybe just tell me? Pierce that, Roman? Oh, yeah, yeah, heck yeah. Jackson Roman's little brother, huh?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh and then gosh. as long as we're on brothers while you're waiting for the load, the two seed from Tatina Grace is Jackson Reif Snyder.
1: Yeah. Ref Snyder? Yes, Raf Snyder. Ref Snyder,
0: right? Yeah. I believe that's the second time I've heard that name already.
1: Yes, yeah. Well they have, Logan is at 107. Jackson's at 121. Is that where we are? One I'm sorry, is that where we are? Yeah, 121 double yeah. A? Okay. Yeah, that is. Yeah, they're a set of brothers there. Titans 46 and 0. Okay, now this is a bracket I really wanted to ask you about. 127 AL. Okay. The one seed from from Hutch. Is Logan Schwanz. He's 43 and 3. He was a state finalist last year, if I remember correctly. So I okay, can I can see that. You're in, makes some sense. Cole Monster Tiger. He's the two seed. He's 44 and 4. He's from Mount West Talk. He's a junior. Christian Jelly from Grand Rapids, he's 42 and 0. Jake Koss from Simley, he's your 4 seed, he's 41 and 6. The 5 seed is Kelvin Singlewald from Cannon Falls area, he's 41 and 5. And here's where it's so then what I'm sorry, let me go back down. Let's see Jacob Lubki is the from dilworth and felton he's the 6th seed at 44 and 1. Right. That's a pretty solid season he's having.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, in theory, him and Jelly could wrestle in the quarters with one loss between them.
1: Yeah, that is. I mean, that's a heck of a. I mean, this bracket is.
0: It, well, one loss and and upper eighties wins. It's not like they're three and one and seven and one or seven and zero oh and three and one. Like they're both have forty plus wins and one loss combined. Yeah,
1: they one loss. <laughs> How about uh, Caleb Mead, thirty nine and five? He so he fell just outside of the seeding criteria.
0: He did, but he's actually got a he he split matches with with a one wrestler in particular in this bracket, right?
1: With the one seed, yeah. It's him and Logan Schwanz. He beat Logan Schwanz earlier in the season, and Logan ended up avenging that loss. So he literally split matches with the one seed, and he got drawn in and gets got drawn the in, seed. yeah. Like,
0: and, and that's where that criteria would be really interesting. I believe this was one of the racks I looked at that I think Caleb had... I think he had the same number of points or maybe one point less than like the 8 seed. Like This might have been one where the 8 and 9 seed had 8 points and Caleb had 6 or 7, something like that. Um, but again, I don't know where those points come from. There, there's some external matrix they do, and then they just enter in the number, you know, 1 through 14 or whatever. Do you,
1: do you purposely use the word matrix to confuse me?
0: No, I don't. I'll And I'll, I'll try to be brief. So I actually, I love this idea. Yeah, good <laughs> luck. Yeah. Love this idea. So, tell me this. If we've got 16 guys in this bracket, right? Mm-hmm. If I had a matrix and I compare every wrestler to every other wrestler, so each wrestler has a, a potential of 15 points. Okay. So whatever my criteria are, Right, the first one's probably head-to-head. After that, you can argue, right? Maybe state champ, maybe record, maybe whatever. But um, criteria. So, if if you say this wrestler gets against every other wrestler zero or one points, whoever wins, or maybe a half point for a tie, um, it's a really easy way to to do a comparison amongst a whole bracket pretty fairly. So let's say let's say that uh, Caleb didn't lose that match to to Schwanz that second one. Yep, he would be one and in head to head, and he would have one point for that win. Now the other let's say the other fourteen wrestlers in, or thirteen wrestlers, fourteen in the bracket. Pretend Caleb lost to them all, right? So even though he's beating the one seed, he he got beat by thirteen wrestlers, so he gets one seeding point, right? Because he's He gets that one head-to-head point against the one seed, but doesn't get any points for the other ones. So when I talk about Matrix, it would be using some sort of comparison, every wrestler against every other wrestler. Total number of points would be wrestler count minus one because you can't wrestle yourself. And then just sort of by whoever has the most points. And it feels like that's what they do because the the biggest number I saw on any of these guys was 14. You know, and in theory, you could get 15 if you were in front of all 15 of your opponents. Okay, but anyway, that, that's, I guess that maybe not a great explanation, but that's the matrix.
1: I'm going to start using the word matrix more often. And this, the bracket here, like I say, this is one of those ones that's super tough. That 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 quartile with Kelvin Singewald from Cannon Falls. I mean, he's 41 and five. His only loss in this bracket is to Christian Jelly. So you're talking Singewald, Meade, Koss, they're all in the same quarter. Like, that sucker is nasty. And Meade, he lost. Now, he lost in the section finals in overtime to the two-seed Cole Munster Tiger, who has got...
0: In overtime.
1: In overtime. So
0: he, so he beat the one seed and almost beat the two seed, and he got drawn in.
1: Yeah. Yep. And... The it's it's crazy like this this bracket is it's is actually brutal,
0: right is like, that
1: deep, it, I mean look at Parker Zutter he's got he got drawn in he's forty four and six from Pequot Lakes Pine River back as he's got Munster Tiger first round, that I'm sure is not a match that
0: Monster Tigers like that,
1: you know I'm not super excited about, you know Reed Wren, you know you look just above him from Stewartville he's twenty two and six he's a senior he's he's a tough kid man that is. How about Cash Stortz? Who's got Who's got Jelly first round from Big Lake? He's forty three and so he two. He's got <laughs> two, two losses that he gets. He gets drawn in and gets the three seed first round. Right? Like, oh man, this I am really glad they seed it. but this bracket is is tough.
0: Well, this is this look. Part of the part of this is just an example of a deep bracket with a bunch of tough kids. It, it is. It's not it's that no. the seating's a complete mess. Like you could look and say, uh, Caleb Mead has wins over the one seed, almost a two seed, but on the other hand, the the six guys in front of him right before the drawing criteria, pretty good guys. Oh yeah, like great. It's not like it's not like there's some travesty. No.
1: Like it's just this bracket's loaded. Loaded, man. This is just. A very, very impressive bracket will be a fun one to keep an eye on. Moving on, I at looking at 133 pounds, that bracket is led by Dylan Lawaji from Marshall. He's a senior. He's undefeated on the air, right, Al? Yep. The, that's another one. This He's 48-0. Um, he's had a he's had an exceptional career over at, at Marshall. Excellent, you know, multiple state, you know, I think he's placed in the state tournament every year except for that goofy COVID year where their super section or whatever it was called was was just absolutely loaded at that weight. Right. Um so there should be then if you go down and you look at the the four seed, as Alex Lehman from Grand Rapids, he's forty-four and five. He's got Thomas Ochaki from South St. Paul in the first round. The reason I bring up Thomas Ochaki is he's another one of those guys that wrestled in that true second match today. Nice. And he, he, he was in the second-place position. He beat the third-place guy to secure his, his trip to the state tournament. And we're noticing a little bit of a pattern here. The guys that were in the finals and lost, they all ended up winning their true second matches.
0: Yeah, that was kind of a spoiler alert, right? Like four for four?
1: yeah. Nope, I wanted to say that before I forgot, just because that could definitely happen. The three seed is Jack Creer from Zambroda Mazeppa. He's a senior, he's 42 and three. He's got Tori Pablo from Fairmont Martin County West, the first round, who's 36 and three. Some of these, the Vance Barr is the two seed, he's 39 and five. There's a good chance he could run into the eighth grader from Simley, Justice Hag, who's 40 and nine. That is another fun bracket. Um, let's see here. We get we can't go too far without talking about one hundred thirty nine pounds. Jack Nelson, he's going for his fourth state title. Yep. The what's that bracket look like? I can't.
0: Well, the two seed is Caden Nicholas from Becker. He's forty six and four. Now the three seed is Ethan Sylvester uh, from Tatino Grace. How many guys did Tatino qualify? It feels like every bracket I see one.
1: They did everyone but one. They, yeah, they made her. The twelve out of the thirteen guys they got into the state tournament. Congrats to Tatino Grace. A heck of a nice section tournament they had.
0: Yeah, no doubt.
1: Um, the fourth and final wrestler to wrestle in a true second match is Mikey Piazza, who is wrestling. He's from Crean Durham Hall, he's 37 and 10. He's wrestling Jose de los Santos.
0: Wasn't Mike Piazza an excellent catcher for the Dodgers back he, in the day? He was, yeah, he
1: absolutely was. This will be um, like I say, keep an eye on, on Jack Nelson. He's 48 and 2, he's a senior. I say going for his fourth state title. He's Probably got a um, one heck of a resume for that.
0: I can't remember who his second loss was. One of them was up at 145 at the Christmas tournament, right? Oh, gosh. I got to well, think Didn't about he that. wrestle up at 145 at that nasty yeah, bracket? Yeah, yes. Just absolutely loaded the Christmas uh, tournament. Why are you doing
1: this to me, Al? Was it to Alex Braun in the finals?
0: Uh, yeah. And I think he – did he beat Charmoli or something? Like, it was – I don't remember who it was in semis. But that, it was a super tough bracket. Jack was up at 145. I think one of his losses on the year at least came from from that weekend, which was a fun bracket.
1: Yeah, very, very fun bracket. And you're, you are 100% right. And the other one was to Easton Dirks from Brainerd. We talked sure. about that a couple weeks ago because highlighting that match for because that was a really nice win. Right. How about the fourth in that bracket? Daniel Gunlickson from Dawson Boyd, Laquette Paro. How many
0: losses did he have on the year? A whole bunch?
1: It's zero, right? It's but he's only got a few wins? 49 and zero. 49, 49 and, and zero. zip. Yeah, like... That is Cinco Vugas from South St. Paul, who's got a 33-8 record. He's going to tackle Gunlickson, try and tackle Gunlickson, who's 49-0. You mentioned Sylvester. He's 49-2. and two. Some of these records are just wild. Isaac Blocker from Caledonia, Houston. He's 42-8. and eight. He's a senior. He's got Mason in first round. Blocker is down. He started the season out at 152.
2: 52? Yeah, he
1: started at 52. Worked his way down, and um, I guess it was, it was a pretty comfortable cut for him. So that'll be another guy to keep an eye on. Let's go on to 145L. That is Matt Randolph from Scott West. He's a he's looking for his first state title this year. He's currently the number one ranked wrestler in the state at that weight, and Owen Densted from Caledonia, Houston, is. Currently ranked at number two. So those guys are both looking for their, they're both seniors, they're both looking for their first state championship. That could be a very, very entertaining match if they get to meet up in the state finals. Sure. See, there's how about this? Wait a minute. There's a chance you could see you mentioned Brian Ramos on the on the show before. I have. From Perm. Is Johnny Ramos? That's gotta be his little brother, right? It is. So he's in the same quarter as Matt Randolph. Johnny Ramos has Jonah Coleman from Cass Manorville first round. That will be uh, fun for uh, the Perm fans to keep an eye on. Landon Cuyava.
0: I think that, did you say he's got um, Jonah Coleman first round? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I believe so. Yeah, Coleman and Denstead wrestled. They're from the same section. I'm starting to get crossways again. I I, Never mind me Keep no, going No it's
1: alright Cuyava is the, the three seed He's 21-0 It's just some of these records Are just Denstead 48-0 Probably already said that But I'm Kind of shoot from the hip here Just a little bit Al Because of the technical difficulties At 160 pounds in AA Griffin Lundeen, The defending state champ In a previous episode I said he hadn't lost a match In like two years I was wrong Thank you to a listener of the show who corrected me on that in a very polite manner. He lost to a future Nebraska wrestler, L.J. Ar- Araju. Arujo. Arujo. Is that how you say that?
0: Well, I mean, I call him the same as like Vito Arujo. I don't know if that's right or I mean, not, though.
1: That seems reasonable. Like I think he lost a close match to him. Maybe like four nothing yeah. or something like that. So that's Lundeen's, you know, one loss in two years. He's so forty. No
0: losses to Minnesota kids, right? Uh, Rouge is from North, or South North Dakota. Dakota or something, right? North yeah. Dakota.
1: So Lundeen is going to open the tournament with uh, Nate Birchtold from South St. Paul, who's forty-eight and three on the year. That's a lot of wins and very few losses. Again, like we were talking about. Kale Olson from Delano is 45 and 2. Tate Dezel from Marshall. He's 44 and 2. He's the four seed. Kale's the five. There's a chance those guys could meet up in the in the quarters. Tate's going to be wrestling Judah Hag from Simley, the uh older brother of Justice. That that will be a physical match, I would be willing to bet. Right. On the bottom half of that bracket, the two seed is Luke Swanson from Cass and Matterville. He's 37 and 7. He's a senior. The three-seed is Caleb Lochner from Zambrotta Mazepa, who's 43-5. He's also a senior. They split matches again this year. Lochner won in their conference duel, and then Swanson won in the section finals. So basically, that ended up being the difference between the two and three-seed. If those two end up meeting up again in the semis, that could be um, that's a match you're not so going to want to miss. Yeah. They've wrestled so many times over the years. I feel like there should be a name for their match, like Swakner? The Swakner match. The, <laughs> the, the the I don't know what. Yeah, they've just a ton of times over the years. Luke Hoig from Hutchinson. He's forty six and four. He's a junior. He's having a one heck of a year. Alex Jenison from Foley. He's thirty five and three. He's a senior. This is a just a another one of those brackets like. You know Evan Mashko. We're gonna. You know people are gonna get their money's worth in this one. Yeah, they will. Let's see here, at 172 pounds, Bryce Burkett. He's a. He's a handful. He's gonna be a handful for anyone, right? What the heck is his record? Is he?
0: He is. He hadn't lost this year, I don't think.
1: No, he beat he beat Jed in the. In the section or in the Christmas tournament finals, right?
0: Yeah, yep. We start looking at the other side of the bracket, right? Um, Sam Rock from Laverne.
1: Yeah.
0: Is there a Gale Rock from Laverne?
1: There's a couple of them. All right. And we, we might mention that. Well, you know, we'll talk about that. Do you
0: have a segment for me later on? Yeah, heck yes.
1: Right. We call it The Family Affair.
0: Family, I like it. I like it. Uh, the three seed from Casemarville, Dominic Mann named not unfamiliar to wrestling fans
1: having a great season
0: um yeah up up top on the other side with bryce uh damon tapio wristle short um the four and five seeds in that bracket
1: if they meet up that'd be a fun one to keep an eye on sure i think that there could be some fireworks in that match pretty similar records similar age similar skill set um you big, both strong kids, right? Keep an eye on that one if that happens. Okay, how about 189 pounds? Zach McPhee, the 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 undefeated wrestler from Proctor Hermantown,
0: who has been mentioned on this show before.
1: Yeah, we gotta, he's got a pin at every weight. Um, we gotta mention him because of the fact that he's undefeated 49 and 0, and um. Danny Martin from Simley's in that quartile with a forty and twelve record, you know, wrestling a very, very tough schedule. I gotta give a shout out to Tristan Zingler from Cannon Falls, Randolph, because he is actually a Randolph student. Nice. Yeah, he'd be the first Randolph.
0: First Randolph wrestler to make it the state tournament for Cannon Falls?
1: First Randolph wrestler to make the state tournament for Cannon Falls since Paul Fitterer.
0: Since Paul wait. Well, Paul was from Randolph. Paul's a Randolph kid. How did I not know that?
1: Yeah, Paul's Paul's a Randolph kid.
0: That's one I should have known.
1: Yeah, the uh, um, Tristan again. He's a sophomore. He's got a thirty-six and four. He's thirty-six and four record. You know, he's always kind of been wrestling at the big boy weights. Like yep. even even as a young kid, like he's always been a big boy, and he's ex- he's very athletic. He's got some explosiveness. He would he'll be a fun one to keep an eye on. See Dylan Thomas, he's the four seed from Scott West. He's 41 and nine. Carson Gellerman, three seed with a 32 and six record. This bracket's tough too. Jeez. Um, Evan McGuire, the two seed from Matamini, 44 and four. I've got a chance to watch him wrestle a bunch this year. That kid moves really, really well. Nice. That is at 285. How about this, Al? Sam Winkles from Austin, he's the 7th seed, I think, with a forty-five and one record. Does that sound right? Seven seed, maybe.
0: Uh,
1: Come on. Yeah, Winkles. Yeah, forty-five and one,
0: seven seed.
1: Doesn't seem quite right, does it? Like that is Grady Minarath from Ricori's forty-one and one. He's a one seed. Well,
0: the six seeds got three losses. Uh, He's got two losses, right? And then you work up to the top four, and they assume they have some head to heads over people. Like, this might be another really deep bracket.
1: Oh, it is. Nathan Klatt from Annandale Maple Lake is 40 and 2. The Klatt and Winkles, that, that could actually be maybe the toughest first round match of the tournament that we've talked about so
0: far. 85 and 3 are the combined records. 85 and 3. I'm <laughs> glad you could do the math because I could not.
1: Another kid to watch is Logan Bender from Chisago Lakes. He's thirty-three and one. I got a chance to watch him wrestle. He's a very athletic kid, moves really well. And how about the all the All State tournament name team, King General Thompson from South Saint Paul. He is twenty-six and eight. He's wrestling Carson Schoenbauer from Scott West. who's thirty-nine and nine in the first round.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Okay. Sorry if double A got a little long on us. All there, that is, kind of because I some of that stuff I knew. Uh, Let's go into let's. Well, that's
0: yeah, that's. You've covered most of weight classes. I'm just gonna take a quick sidetrack here. At 152 pounds in AA, your one seed is a kid named Cash Raymond. If you don't know him, Josh, you might want to put a follow on him. He's I fun do. to watch, and and he's worth a follow. I do know that young man. Right. Uh, two seed Cooper Rowe from Mounds View. Three seed. Oh no, no, from Mounds Tonka. Mound, yes. That's what I get it. for not. That's why I get for not actually reading versus trying to. Anyway. Um, Joey Candy, right? Oh as, yeah. As a three C, Joey's having a nice year. So state
1: finalist last year.
0: Yep. So yeah, I just wanted to mention a real quick shout out to my man Cash, my favorite AA wrestler.
1: Yeah, yeah. he's he's probably mine too. Um, yeah, that is should be a fun tournament for for my little buddy. It's a there, fun
0: tournament for everybody's not a parent. Yeah, he's. <laughs> I love it, man. It, it's look, it's so awesome. We can't. I can't tell you how many people, and it's gonna, it'll continue like this, right, Josh? People will, will come up and talk about how much fun things are, and you know, it's it's nerve wracking, but it's fun. But do the butterflies ever stop? No, they get worse. Like it, it's just it's part of the journey, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be a fun week, man.
1: Oh, it's a, I liken it to the demolition derby week, right? And This is basically adult Christmas time. <laughs> Before we move on to AAA, okay. can we talk about this? You mentioned Joey Kennedy. Can we talk just briefly about a tweet we saw from his mom, Tammy Kennedy? We sure can. How about this? Now, this is when you know you live in a in a wrestling town, but she also said that they do this for, you know, it's they're very supportive of all their athletics. But if you're from around the Cass and Manorville area and you can't make it up to the state tournament, the Manorville Saloon will be streaming the state tournament in its entirety. How awesome is that?
0: Wait a minute. They're going to actually have a saloon in, in Manorville that will broadcast all of the simulcasts, whatever. We'll show the state wrestling tournament.
1: Yeah. You walk in there anytime during the state wrestling tournament, it is going to be on.
0: How far of a drive is that from my place? Probably
1: 50 minutes. All right. I'm guessing.
0: I'm just checking.
1: I'm just, I, you know what? I've actually... We've talked about them before. Like, there was i seen a picture of them during COVID. I think they were at the Manorville Saloon when <laughs> Cass in Manerville was wrestling Caledonia, and Caledonia school district didn't allow fans. Right. So they got together and watched it at the Manorville Saloon. And it was actually a really cool picture because they were all standing for the national anthem.
0: I remember that well, and I was super impressed. That was a great picture.
1: Yeah, a very, very cool picture. And I love that they couldn't go watch it as parents and fans they couldn't go watch the duel in Caledonia so they went and watched it together at the Manorville saloon all right okay going into AAA here we go al this is your wheelhouse why don't you freaking where do you want to start al
0: well I I'm all right with you still leading the wagon here
1: well the um okay I was kind of gonna lean on you for this but since since you're going to put it back let's start at let's start at one. 27. I know that's really random.
0: You're jumping off track on me here.
1: Well, just I'm all right with it. I don't we I, can do it. 127 AAA. No. I lied. Hang on a second. I got signal back here. Let's go one oh seven.
0: I wondered if you were gonna like just switch the order to have a different ending or no. not. But yeah, one oh seven has got a couple of points to talk about.
1: It sure does. Let's let's take a look at that. How about that? So, we've had girl wrestlers qualify for the state, the boys state tournament before, right? This is actually not, a
0: fair number of times. Yeah, this is you this know, is I mean, not it's, new, right? Not new. However, since the seeding has come out, this is the first time I can think of um, someone earning a four seed.
1: Oh yeah absolutely kelly graber from northfield she's a sophomore she's 38 and 4 she is your four seed in boys tournament at 107 pounds and rightfully so right like as as hard as 107 can be to seed
0: um, she's yeah, i mean look she's got she's kind of got both sides of the criteria both uh ms MSHSL type criteria and um you know, for, for a couple of guys like us that that just kind of know a little bit about it, like non-state sanctioned high school wrestling, like she's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we know the background, the history, and what she's done, and yeah, she's a hammer.
1: She absolutely is a hammer, and she's not the only female hammer in this bracket. If you look down, Gigi Bragg from Anoka, she is a junior. She's 29 and 12. She is... You know, she got drawn in and so she kinda has the task of taking on Liam Collins from Prior Lake, who's 37 and one in the first round of the tournament. Um it's not as it's not as a favorable start as Callie has.
0: I watched Liam wrestle this weekend. He's gonna be a handful.
1: Oh yeah. Oh he's for for everybody. Yeah, he <laughs> is not just
0: Gigi, everybody.
1: Yeah, he looks he looks good. Um he looks really good. Yeah, not just Gigi, the the entire bracket. So we had a couple of girls. We've they've, there's been many qualifiers. There's we have yet to have a female win a match in the individual boys state championships. There is a good chance, you know, with with two of them being in there, that it could happen this year. Sure, you know, there's a good chance they could place. But uh, you know, your one seat is Dylan Saint Germain from Egan. He's forty and two. Well, that's a nice record. The Jeez, Owen LaRose from Moundsview, forty-five and five. The sophomore, he's having a great season. He's got. Um, there's a chance he could run into Graber in the quarters if she beats Atero Kong from Apple Valley. Your three seed is Anthony Heim from Shakopee. He's forty-two and three. Grant Bergeron from Saint Michael Albertville. The heck, he's, he's your seventh seed. He is twenty-three and two. Yeah, this bracket. Will also be
0: it's always look I mean you can you can point me at the at the 107 and 114 pound brackets in Minnesota every year and I don't care if I've never if I've not seen a match all year long I'm gonna keep an eye on them because it it's always so entertaining and like I say there's there's kids that have not quite been able to wrestle in the in high school yet size wise but they wrestle year round. They train wrestling. There's, uh, it's it's always exciting. And because it's hard to seed, even now that it's seeded, it means that we're gonna get some fun early round matchups too, right? Some maybe kids with with some extra losses that are super hammers, um, but have a tough schedule. You know, it's just hard to tell. I oh. I tune in for for the lightest weight class every time I go to a tournament.
1: Well, it's, it's nice because it's predictive, right? It, it'll show us a little bit of what we can expect to see down the road. You know, because a lot of times they're, they're younger and they're going to grow and spread out.
0: Yeah, I mean, this whole, I think there's three upperclassmen in the whole bracket. Gigi's an 11th grader, right? She's a junior. Joey Doffenbach's a junior. And our one seed, Dylan St. Germain, is a, a junior. But no seniors and everybody else is, uh, you know, 10th grade down to, down to seventh or eighth. So we're gonna see these names for years to come. Some of them at 107, 113 pounds. We're gonna see some of these names, Josh, yeah. at 152, 60, 72 pounds in a few years. You always do.
1: That's, So if you're, yeah, if you want a, a good idea of kids to follow through high school, start at 107. Going on to 114, the one seed from Moundsview, Brett Swentz, and he's 41 and 2. He's a junior. He's got the senior Gavin Lambert from Hastings the first round. Gavin's had a over the years, he's had a little bit of a tough time getting into the lineup, I think, for Hastings because he's been behind the Bisel Brothers. No doubt. So I mean he's he is a a very handy senior at 114 pounds. Alex Gow from Champlain Park, he's 33 and six. He's wrestling Gabe Rail from Buffalo's 28-6. Anthony Nichols from Edinas, 30 and 5. You could have an Anthony Nichols versus a Noah Nicholson quarterfinal there. Nicholson being from Stillwater. Nicholson's a four seed. The three seed is Lincoln Robidoux. He's 42 and 2 as an eighth grader. He's having a pretty solid year and a, on a um, you know, not exactly an easy schedule. Uh, kid that I think is definitely worth keeping an eye on in this bracket is the Leo Edblad from Cambridge, I think. He's 43. I'm sorry, he's 48 and three, and he's the two seed. And again, we, I've watched him wrestle a bunch over the years. Super tough, wrestles really hard. That um, if I was a bet man, I would expect Leo to to do well in this tournament and and, and wrestle deep into it. Agreed. Let's go. What do you got? What do you got for 121, L? Anything there?
0: Oh, well, yeah. I mean, um, you've got, if I just take a quick glance and I look, say, at the middle of the bracket, I see a three seed. I wonder, okay, probably a solid wrestler at the three seed, right? I see a Lawson Eller. He's, is he not a returning state champ?
1: He is a returning state champ. is your three seed. That's our three seed. Really? Yeah. Jesus. I can't. Okay. Yeah,
0: the... Two seed. We've got Blake Bysel. Right, no, no surprise He's there. He's the two seed He's a returning state champ, right? And then Luke, is it Kuhnin? Coonan, yep, yep. He's your one seed, and I think does he have a head to head over Bysel? Is that he Beisle's does loss?
1: at the Christmas tournament? yep.
0: Yeah, so that's probably how that bracket shook out, and and look, no, um, no disrespect to look, Brandon Boards only got one loss from Andover. Yeah, right as a four seed and. Katherman from Waconia, having a nice season, five seed. Um, some good kids up on that top side. That said, if, I mean, if I'm going to be in a bracket with two returning state champs, it would not break my heart to be on the other side of the bracket. <laughs> no, I would not
1: mind that one <laughs> bit.
0: So, yeah. So, yeah. Kony, your one seed, uh, Beissel, Eller. And, look, there's there's other kids are going to have something to say about that, Um my man Blake Lindemeyer, right? Oh, yeah. Section Two AAA. Yes, sir. He took an early loss and then avenged a couple losses on his way to get a a true second match and uh, won that. Like Blake had a great, great Section Two AAA tournament to qualify. Um,
1: you know, I like to see that. I like to. I, I I want to give Eric a little bit of a hard time. You know. Th- that's nice, you know. He's lucky enough to have two sons wrestling in the state tournament. No doubt. As lucky as he is, let's see how fun that is on his old ticker. Yeah,
0: huh? let's we'll see if his ticker can handle it. Uh, yeah. So um, that that bracket's going to be a good one.
1: Brandon Board, who's four. You mentioned Brandon Board from Andover yep. is forty-four and one last week when we talked about the history of the state dual tournament, yep. and I mentioned Board from from Coon Rapids. I believe that is his grandpa. Oh, really? I believe I'm not I think maybe I heard that from Brandon's dad somewhere along the lines at a at a like a at a Tulsa, maybe at Tulsa Nationals or something like that. And it was late at night and okay. my memory's not as great when it gets later in the night. But, you know, we talked about the Board Highland duels. Yeah. And um I believe that's that is the relation there. If I'm wrong, <laughs> Hopefully no one fact checks me, but I—I I don't think I, I believe
0: I have. it. That I think your memory, late at night, memory is better than you give it credit for. Josh. No,
1: it's not. <laughs> it definitely is not. <laughs> How about let's go into one twenty-seven, Al? What do you think about that that bracket?
0: One twenty-seven. All right, let me
1: pull that bad boy up. Let's. T- let's. Can we start with the five seat?
0: Yes, we absolutely can. Cause that, that five seed feels like it's, is there a state title behind his name?
1: There is, just last year.
0: You have a returning state champion who's now the five seed.
1: He is the he is the five seed.
0: And I'm not saying that's undeserved like the other kids. If we talk when we talk about the one through four, like they're hammers, right? But this would be where it'd be super handy to see like what's the criteria? Because that sometimes we've looked at it and said, "Well, the first criteria is a returning state champ or place winner or qualifier like that," and we're okay with that. We're like, "Well, if you if you make the state tournament and win matches and place, you deserve rec- you know recognition next year or whatever." So, but we look here. There's, there's a state champ with a, a five seed. Yeah, that is.
1: It's got to be, you know. There's there's other state champs in this bracket, though, right? Trey Bysel, the one seed, he's a state champ with one loss. Um, so the five seed, Itavius Williams from Eden Prairie, he's thirty-one and eight. You know, he's got a loss to. He's got a couple losses.
0: He's got oh, some... the bracket's tough. We've talked about JT House, right from Fairbolt. We've talked about him over the years. He's unseated, got drawn in. Yeah, you know that's no treat for. Chase Mills from STMA draws no. in J.T. House and, um
1: How about um, Grant Maher? He's the sixth seed. I'll tell you what, I watched him wrestle at the uh, the tournament in Rochester Century. If him and Logan Davis run into each other in the quarters, that's going to be no picnic.
0: You're right, Logan Davis, hammer two. Down down to the seventh seed, Tyler Cherzinski from Shakopee. Like this, this bracket is deep. It's
1: very deep. Tyler's a Tyler's having a great season. He, you know, he. He didn't wrestle at the state tournament last year, if I remember correctly. So, that probably affected his seating a little bit here. But still, yeah, this this, this bracket's super deep. Anytime you got a defending state champ as the five seed, that's one to keep an eye on. Love it. Let's go. Where, where. Okay, bear with me here. That was twenty-seven. Let's can we? Are we can. Let's go to one thirty-nine. Okay. This is a bracket I am comfortable talking about without any technology in front of me here. You got the one seat is Davis Peril.
0: Yeah, I can talk to the one seat. I saw Davis wrestle this weekend. I've actually seen him wrestle a number of times this year. Um, and I'm telling you right now, he's a handful for anybody. He he wrestled um, Jaden Howder in the finals. And I want to tell you what. The second and third period combined was... I'm not sure if there are any points scored at all. And it was... Like, two of the most entertaining periods of, of no points I've ever seen. Oh, wow. No stalling calls, rightfully so. It was wild. The first period was, was wild. Wow. Um, it was 9-1. Um, Davis was up 9-1 over Jaden Howder in the first period. Like, it, it was it was bonkers. It was really fun to watch. So, um, I expect not only good things from from Davis Perot. He he is an absolute hammer. But down on the other side of the bracket, Jaden Howder, like I'm not the kind of guy that wants to see him at all. <laughs> He's got a um another a reused name from Albert Lee, right? Ignishewski. Yeah. Right? Like absolutely. Um in the first round, and the winner of that probably ends up with or possibly ends up with Easton Dirks. Another hammer. Yeah, but
1: what what's Easton's record right now?
0: He's uh, 45
1: and three. He's having a a very, very nice year. That is, yeah, 45 and three with a win over, like we talked about, a win over Jack Nelson. That.
0: Yeah, that's notable.
1: Very notable. (laughs) The three time state champ. How about before we, let's go back to that, to Davis Perro's first match. He's got Connor Warren. Those guys wrestled. They met up at the Christmas tournament. Con, Connor Warren from Shakopee. Sure. I think we maybe, maybe we called that match out. Didn't that go to overtime? Yeah. Like I mean, that was that was that's a heck of a first round match for Perry
0: First round for a one seed, yeah, right? It's know. not like it's. A, well, sometimes your six seed gets a tough first round.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: a guy who earned a one seed and has a, a tough first round match right off the bat.
1: Yeah. That is, oh man. Parker Leiden from Forest Lake, he's a four seed. Him and him and Peril wrestled in the finals of the Christmas tournament, and I think it was a one-point match. Yeah. Ian Schultz from St. Michael Albertville.
0: Another he's, tough kid. He's,
1: yeah. Yeah, he's no slouch. This is this bracket is one of those ones that is just Charles Veneer from Eden Prairie. Did you mention him yet?
0: No, not tonight.
1: He's 31 and 7. But I'm telling you right now, this kid is wrestling super tough. I got a chance to see him at the Lake Crystal Welcome Memorial Tournament, and actually, Section Six AAA streamed their finals matches, so I was able to watch his match with Connor Warren. Oh, nice! And he beat he beat Warren. I think. Oh, he beat he beat Warren. I want to say pretty handily. He scored a pile of points. So keep an eye on Charles Veneer. He's wrestling really, really well. Um,
0: I, I should know. I'll. Uh, is that Kino's brother?
1: Um brother yeah, yeah, no yeah. No, no, brother. Yeah. yeah, they're brothers, I believe. I'm trying to remember, but yes, they're brothers. And um, you mentioned Colin Carlson being the two seed, right? That's that kid is gonna. He is a point scoring machine. This is. This is a very, very exciting bracket. Zach Carr from Park, he's a a wild card. He's always just one throw away. Gabe Cohn from St. Thomas Academy, he's going to go out there and battle. Um, Yeah, this is an absolute... There
0: are definitely matches here to watch as a random wrestling fan, not necessarily a fan of individual wrestlers. Um, If you watch... Perro or Carlson wrestle like they're going to try to score points. They're going to be aggressive. They're they're definitely entertaining matches to watch. Um, a number of other guys in this bracket too. Like that, oh. that's a good one. That one, I like that. When that uh, when they have one thirty nine on the on the, we should talk about this. But I don't know. So they've got eight mats right. Are they doing the four and four thing again, or the all eight? Do you know? You well, should you, ask this off air.
1: You're talking like as far as I think the top half of the bracket when they get called to the mat, they're in the first round. They'll be on the, the like mats one through four. Okay. And then the bottom half of the brackets are on mats five through eight. Got
0: it. Got it. And
1: then after that, I think for just the, you know, they, they. I still think. I gotta think about this. Hang on a second. The the bottom, or maybe that's the second round. The first round? No, no. That's that's how they'll do it because you you start at one o seven. It's really easy. to Each the first round, they're all assigned right, to that top mat, floor, you know. Right there. But then after that, I think they just one through four and five through eight because it it just keeps it flowing, you know. So yeah, good luck watching all those matches. at anyways.
0: Yeah, when there's one one thirty nine AAA on the mat, it's worth watching. <clears throat> it's a bunch of excited wrestlers there.
1: 145 AAA is that's headlined by your one seed Alex Braun, who's 47 and one. His lone loss comes to come by the way of Landon Robidoux, where he went up a weight class to wrestle him at the uh, the tournament in Orono. And um, your two seed is Tyson Charmoli. Both of these are defending state champs. Charmoli from St. Francis. He won it last year in AA. That just Again, if that if that match ends up happening in the state championship, could be absolute fireworks. How about the three seed? You mentioned him off air. From um,
0: yeah, from Rochester Mayo. Yeah, Calder Sheehan,
1: twenty nine and one. He's having a heck of a year. Connor Peterson from Maple Grove, the four seed. is twenty eight and two. Yeah, there's just a. I won't lie. This bracket is definitely headlined by Alex Braun and and Tyson Chermoli. both seniors, just
0: and both either are or were nationally ranked. I mean, they're they've been recognized for
1: yeah, just one hundred and fifty two pounds. We probably won't spend as much time on that one. That that bracket's head by headlined by Landon Robidoux from Saint Michael Albertville. He's having a pretty nice season. Not bad. What the heck did he just? What did he do? Did he set the state takedown record in a season? He did not lose a
0: match. I know that. He has
1: not lost a match. Um, Yeah, he's actually having a. The the Gopher commit is having a wonderful season. At uh, 160 pounds. There's 160 pounds. Jackson Barron. He's your one seed. He beat Teray Dunn, and I know this because I, I was able to watch it online. Um, trade Dunn from Eden Prairie in overtime in the section finals, and that was a that was a pretty exciting match. That could kind of go. I, I mean, the the takedown in overtime wasn't super convincing.
0: Okay. And because they're the one in the four seed, they could on paper possibly see each other in the semifinals again.
1: Yeah, that would, and if that happens, keep an eye on that. I mean, there's plenty of studs in this bracket. Colton Lewin, Jarrett Watson, we talked about him last week. Lewin is having him one heck of a year for Moundsview, Watson, for St. Michael Overville. Eden Davis from Farmington, you got to see him last week?
0: Yeah, i tell you what, he's, he wrestled 172 a good chunk of the year. He's dropped down to 160, and um, he just looks better every time I watch him. He's wrestling really well right now. So yeah, he drew the seventh seed. Uh, see how that shakes out. I think uh, I like where he's at. I like where his headspace is at so Looking forward to this
1: Charles Charlie Pettit a petite protect is as how it's pronounced from Wyzetta. He's the two CDs 42 and 6 he's uh, um, having a heck of a year and I w- think if Eden could get by Cameron Champagne and re- and run into petite in the quarterfinals that would be fun for Eden
0: Carter Funk at the he he's wrestling Charlie Pettit right the first or petite the first round is, is Carter's dad um your brother-in-law's buddy
1: he and, is he absolutely is Eric Funk is Carter's dad and that is my brother-in-law Donut's buddy right you know he's actually he, um, Eric's helped it's a an ton awesome help yeah. a ton with the uh, <laughs> the Rochester Mail program over the oh, years oh no and,
0: doubt right that's one of those um you know, kind of just behind the scenes, just kind of does whatever it needs to be done to, to help out. And, um, yeah, he's done a, a bunch. I'm sure there's a ton of other people, too, that I don't know personally. But Eric's done, done a bunch down there to help keep them moving in the right direction.
1: At a hundred, let's see, 172 pounds, Jed Wester. From St. Michael Albertville, he's going to be headed for his, you know, he's going to be hoping to duplicate, go for another, you know, make his fourth state championship match and win his, win his second one. I can't, I'm not going to spend too much time on that way. Let's skip that one, Al. I want to go, I won't lie. I want to go right to 189. Okay. Maybe my favorite bracket in the, in the tournament. What do you think about this one? 189 AAA. That is led by your one seed is Cole Hahn Lindemeyer, defending state champion from Farmington. He's 24-0. You know, he's, he doesn't have as many matches because he was kind of – he's working through some – he was working through, like, some injury stuff. Yep. But he's back. Um, your two seed, Aiden Carlson from St. Francis, he's 24-0. Same exact record as Han Lindemeyer. Your three seed, Marco Christensen.
0: Returning state champ.
1: Yes. He's the three seed.
0: Husker Command.
1: Yeah, I knew you would like that. He's twenty five and two. He actually has a loss to Aiden Carlson um up at the at the rumble. Yep. Marcel Booth from Apple Valley, he's your four seed. He's thirty eight and four.
0: And I actually so I went over to the two triple A team section as well as individuals. So I got to watch Marcel wrestle uh quite a few matches, four or five matches. He went up to two fifteen and wrestled a, a couple matches for team that was down at, at one eight nine for individual. Like he, he he's a big dude with not a lot of neck space. Like oh yeah. He's got those traps that just kind of go ears to shoulders okay. and he's a hard nosed dude. Um, had a really entertaining match with, with Cole at sections. Um, good match at the Christmas tournament too. I guess half his losses are to Cole Holland and Meyer. Who he's looking to wrestle in the semifinals, right? Yeah. So, yeah, between that and on the other side, Marco being a returning state champ, wrestling uh, Carlson, potentially, right? Like, if seeds hold. Um, But there's there's some kids, right? John Murphy from STMA, he's probably not going to roll over and quit.
1: No, you're talking. <laughs> so it, it, if the seeds hold, you're talking Murphy and Marco in in the second round, the quarterfinals. They're both Fargo All Americans, right? Like they, yeah, they're gonna they potentially gonna meet up in the second round of the state tournament. Murphy's records twenty seven and one.
0: Joey Molstein, right? He he from uh Moundsview. He would be a quarterfinal match for Marcel Booth. Um. Yeah,
1: and he's having a great season. You know, everyone from Monsu is having a great season. Apparently, aren't they all? They, they are. You know, like he's thirty-two and six. That Ryan Kuiper and Matt Carlson. Ryan
0: Kuiper, right? He's having a nice season for Northfield. And if he gets by Carlson or whoever wins that match, has Hanlinemeyer in the in the quarters. Like this is, uh, this is a great big guy bracket to follow. There's going to be some good matches and. And I've seen...
1: How about Murphy's first-round match? He's got Shane Carlson from Brainerd, who's 36-2. and two. Right. Sutton Kenning from from St. Cloud Tech, 24-2. and two. That could be, you know, he's on track to run into Aiden Carlson in the quarters. You know, he's your seventh seed. I've this... gotten to
0: see quite a few of these kids wrestle, and they move really good for big guys. Like, this is not going to be... I guess it's 189, but it's not an old school 285 match. No, like these oh no, guys, these guys can be moving.
1: Uh, a lot of them train together in the off season. They do, you know, they, and they know each other very well. This is not having a kid in this bracket. Um, is actually one is this might be my favorite bracket of the tournament. Yeah. Let's have fun. Eric Hahn uh, a fun, <laughs> Mark Christensen.
0: Yeah, know. so hey, you you might have mentioned this, right? So Cole, Cole Lindemeyer, the one seed, is a Stanford commit. Yeah. He's gonna be a Cardinal next year. He's awesome. He has been awesome. He's had tons of success. Love Cole. Um, let's be honest, he was expected to make this tournament and be a very high seed. His little brother, I mentioned Blake Han earlier. Yeah. Blake made the tournament was not necessarily predicted to be there, right? So, um, Eric and Hulk, like Josh said, good luck, have fun, enjoy this this tournament, and uh, it's gonna be awesome. Oh,
1: so fun! I say that's that's my bracket, my personal favorite bracket to keep an eye on. Two fifteen.
0: I'll mention the one seed, Quinn Morgan. Oh, yeah. And you can can mention anything else after that you want. Well,
1: that's kind of taking the easy way out. It is. Um, We've talked about him a bunch this year. Uh, I think his bonus rate is at like 97%. (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious how many team points he's accrued. He's A lot? I, I don't know. I mean, he has been like literally just...
0: I remember I remember the first time I ever went to like a high school awards ceremony thing and there was a kid mentioned and they said his um, team points per match on the year. How were they worded? And it was like a 5.2 team points per time entering the mat. And for that they assumed like six points for a, a pin in a tournament situation. Quinn's got to be at five-plus. Like, for his his times he's stepped on the mat. Oh, big time. It's well over five.
1: Yeah, that is, I mean, he is having a... He's 46 and always undefeated. I say, I think maybe he's got two matches at two, three at the most that haven't resulted in bonus points. He's the captain of that U wrestling team, and... Um, one of the captains he's really led by example and boy oh boy that high fade haircut he's got that is you know that there, there's a lot to be said for that oh he's just another one of those miles kids that's it's going to be fun to watch i like how you took the easy one you led with that knowing i was having technical difficulties down here the two seed is dominic heim from shock Beast, 36 and 4 he's a senior he's headed off to um Northern Illinois next year, I believe he's going to be wrestling with uh, Blake West. The three seed is Ben Schultz from Maple Grove. He's forty-two and two. Noah Torgerson, he's your four seed at a twenty-one and two record. He's kind of battled injury a little bit. He's up a couple weight classes from a year ago, but he can. He's always entertaining, (laughs) you know. Like he's he, he Noah. He incorporates a little more theatrics to some of his matches, right? Then I—that's usually it's probably just a smidge out of my taste, but
0: you know it could be mildly interesting. His his uh, potential quarterfinal with Antonio Menard from Lakeville North. Yep. Who knows what will happen there?
1: Yeah, Antonio's not—he's a—he's a, he's a, he's a full size two fifteen, right? That is, um, yeah, that's a, another one. Just a excellent brackets. Of the state tournament—they're all awesome brackets. Okay. Let's go. Let's go on to two hundred and eighty-five. Al, this is who's a, our one seed at heavy at heavyweight is Will Sather from Eden Prairie. He's a state champion two years ago. Was the first sophomore to ever win a state championship at heavyweight
0: in AAA
1: in AAA. If I he is he's got Mitchell Kelvey first round, but in the bracket he is already advanced.
0: He has, yep. Um, Kelby has got a forfeit on the on the bracket. I believe there was a an issue at sections, right in the finals, and it was a um, what uh, what category was that?
1: I don't know. Go ahead, and share it with us.
0: <laughs> I was actually looking for you for clarification. No way. Um, <laughs>
1: it was a wild weekend of wrestling let's just say that so in i was not there i was not at this section but there was multiple dqs in section tournaments yeah and this this mitchell got dq'd in the section finals right 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 and there's there's a rule they call a lot of people reference they call it the Le duke rule because there was a bite involved so he gets DQ'd from that match and the and DQ and is unable to participate in the next event, right? Right. And the next event is the team state tournament. So Kelvi is gonna, he well, he's gotta sit out the first round, he's gotta the, to help me out. The team state tournament counts as one event, and the first round of the individual state tournament counts as an event.
0: So that that's that's my understanding. Yeah, is essentially the rule. I believe says you have to set up the next event. Yes, and I I think the the um, explanation I believe is that each round in state tournament is an event.
1: That's what it is. That is the explanation.
0: <clears throat> so yeah. So.
1: So if you've ever wanted, you know you. Very rarely do you ever want to draw the first seed, the one seed in the first match. But in a, in a tournament that doesn't have double elimination.
0: Oh, my goodness. You need the guy you forfeit to to win. To win. The one seed's the right guy to draw. Yeah. I He's mean, got it's... the best chance of, you know, winning his second match. Yeah.
1: Like, we'll say there, more than, you know, has the best chance of bringing Mitchell Kelvey back into this tournament. And, uh, it's kind of funny how that works out, just because some guys, you know, I would say some of their draws were unlucky. And those nine through sixteen, Mitchell's was pretty lucky. Right. The two seat is Mark Rendell from Forest Lake. He, I mean, he's a he's a big dude. He made oh, two fifteen. Yeah. He he did oh, weigh yeah. in at two fifteen for team, but for individual, he is up at heavyweight. The three seat is Cedodino Tuttle, who we know very well thanks to his dad. Putting together our our after show rap, or end of show wrap, right? Cito came up from two fifteen, right? You know, and and actually, um, I don't I don't think it was a like a weight management deal. I think it, Cito is a senior and he's gonna go try his his hand with the big boys at two eighty five.
0: I mean, the tells are not afraid to like pick the the weight class they want to go to and then just go there. And they're we've not. We've and they're definitely drastic. not afraid of going we've, up. We have seen. Have we not seen like one hundred and sixty to two hundred plus changes? Like a one hundred and sixty in the Christmas tournament, up to two hundred plus at, at postseason.
1: Oh, for sure we
0: have. I think yeah. we have. Yes. I, I honestly think it was like a, a fifty pound difference, um, between Christmas tournament and section weight class.
1: Yeah, we 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 totally have, and. Yeah, you know, like you said they're not afraid of that. Um so that'll be a fun one to keep an eye on to see how he handles actually, you know, he's not he's on the same side of the bracket as Rendell. They're both two fifteen pounders, and if they end up meeting up, it's probably not the end of the world for those guys. Right. You know, like I, I wouldn't be in a big hurry to go wrestle Will Sayther myself if I wasn't a a true heavyweight. Um but yeah, they uh that is that's what I got for AAA Al.
0: All right, well, I like it. And um...
1: Bef- before we wrap up our, our you know random weight previews here, can we go back to Class A just a little bit because we I, let's find a couple more. We're having technical difficulties of kind of operating a little smoother here now. Just to give me two more weights to chat about in Class A. Okay. Um, let's look at, I like, I like the looks of 152 Class A. The one seed is Colby Tappy from Staples Motley, who, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna be dealing a little bit with the multiple day weigh-ins because his team is there, which is, trust me, he's not gonna be asking for sympathy for that. But in that bracket, he's the one seed. He's 38-1 and one as a sophomore. The four seed, Sawyer Simmons from Royalton Upsley. He's a senior. He's 27-9. and nine. Ryan Palmer from Lake Crystal Welcome Memorial. He's the five-seed. I got a chance to wrestle. I got a chance to see him wrestle at you that. You
0: wrestled him? I did Where'd not. did that go, I was Well, got it, it, it,
1: it would not have gone good. Was, <laughs> that is, um, the, I, but I did get to see you him got wrestle. got to watch him. Got to watch okay. him. Um, yeah, our weight classes are way different. <laughs> He's a little guy compared to me. The three-seed is Austin Kiker from Bird Island, Olivia, Lake Lillian. Hey, you know what? Let me ask you this. Okay, so they're, they're... Is that an acronym? Is that BOLD? They're from... If you're looking at that bracket, right? BOLD. B-O-L-D. Austin is 43-4. and four. He's state finalist a year ago. Do you know what the D stands for in BOLD, Al?
0: You know, you actually started to explain the whole acronym, and then you didn't get to it. And and um, like if D was like an A, I would say area, or. Um,
1: what about there's a town right near there that starts with the D? Dan Ed? Danube.
0: Oh, Danube. Yeah. You, also so a famous river.
1: It would make sense, yeah, for sure. It would make sense <laughs> as Bird Island, Olivia Lake, Lillian Danube, right? You would be wrong. It is Bird Island, Olivia Lake, Lillian District. Man. I'm pretty sure of that.
0: That's what I could have got, but you distracted me. Yeah, I
1: thought you curveball. Like
0: A is area, D is district. D I is would district. have got there. Everyone knows that. It just that. took me a second, yeah. and I didn't have an opportunity. Next time, I'll get it.
1: <laughs> Carson Rowland from Chatfield, he is, oh, let's see. He's the, the sixth seed. He's 38-8. and eight. He's He kind of, last year we talked about him. He had a, a pretty tough draw. He had a defending state champ in the first round, Charlie Elwood, who ended up losing in the second round, which is pretty rare for that to happen.
0: Speaking of Elwoods, Josh, to distract you, is there an Elwood in the tournament this year again, right?
1: You bet there is. Charlie's little so, brother.
0: Tommy? So put that. just put a little check mark on that. And we'll touch on that. Okay. Tommy feels like he's better. Anyway, yeah. Well, let's go. Keep we'll go going. look at
1: that after we talk about the two seed in this bracket. Yeah. Tucker Zigan from, um, yeah. Hang on a second here. Do you Al, what is going on with this? What do you have? Why do you do this to me? Yeah, Tucker Ziggan, He's from Long Prairie, Great Eagle, Browerville. Here we go. We're back. The two seed. His record is. He is having a fantastic season. That is, again, keep an eye on the the wolf from Long Prairie, Great Eagle, Browerville. You said now. What did you say? You asked me about Tommy Elwood, right? Last year he was like a twenty. He was like a twenty-six pounder or thirty. The weight classes are different, so bear with me. He was mm-hmm. like a. He was a lightweight last year, lighter, lighter weight. Right, where is he at this year?
0: Well, I, I'm not sure. I don't think we mentioned him, but it felt like he was on, on, the, uh, on the list. Let me do a little look in here and see if I can...
1: Well, I, I'll spoiler alert, I saw him at the Mike Fashion Act Memorial Tournament in JWP. Oh, nice. And he is like 160 pounds, I think.
0: He's not. Uh, he's not 100. So I, I should stop looking at 114 brackets. Yeah, you are definitely <laughs> looking
1: the wrong way. I mean, yeah, he's he has grown he quite a bit. He might
0: actually be literally 160 pounds.
1: Yeah, he he actually is. He's a three seed.
0: He, you're not just exaggerating or like, yeah, he's 160 pounds. <laughs> yes,
1: he's the three seed at 160 pounds with a 35 and two record. Drew Lang from Holdingford is the two seed with a 49-1 record. He's wrestling Kane Larson first round from from Fillmore, Central, Lanesboro, Mabel, Canton. Kane Larson is 41-4. I'm not sure if we had a chance to talk about him yet this year. He's uh, having a heck of a season and to get drawn into the two seed. David?
0: Aiden Miner from Chatfield has had a bunch of big wins, right? He's in that same... Quarter with Tommy Elwood.
1: Yeah, he has had a great year. What else so you got? David Revering from Bertha Hewitt Ferndale, Parker's Prairie. I love the look on your face. W- There's there very few times I wish our podcast was on video. video. <laughs> but when you're trying to cipher the uh, the abbreviations for the schools, I love that.
0: Oh, man. Revering so, hey, is- just so you know, last year, Charlie got um, he got first at sections... And fifth at state.
1: Charlie or are you Tommy. Tommy? Tommy. Tommy, yeah. Okay. Yeah,
0: at 126 pounds. At
1: 126. 126, 126 yep. and he's 160. 126. And he is not a small 160 pounder.
0: <laughs>
1: the one seed in that bracket is Javin Williams from ACGC's 29 and 0. And he's wrestling Cade Nagel from Frazy first round. Nagel, that's a name that's synonymous with Frazy wrestling. Yeah, that is uh, should be a very fun bracket. Okay, one thing we always talk about is wrestling. Is is it's just a especially the state tournament. It is a fantastic time of year. My my pretty much my whole family is there. It's a it's a great time of year to spend. Spend time with the family. It, it truly is a family affair. Yeah. And it's it's the best time of year, except for maybe Demolition Derby season, like Demolition Derby week for us. But if you had to rank them one versus two, what are you going with?
0: Well, I mean, it it kind of depends on the year, right? There have been years when one is, is more desirable than the other.
2: Oh, um, yeah, for sure. But
0: yeah, both super exciting. I, t- I mean... Eventually, my kids are going to be too old to wrestle in high school, and I will never be too old to demolition derby. So, <laughs> <laughs> there's that. It's, there is that.
1: That. That's. I never. You know. I think you will be too old to To demolition derby, but.
0: I think you're selling me short. I, oh, I may never age out of that one. It's.
1: Okay, so the reason I bring this up, I always like to try and try and keep track of as as exciting and as fun as the wrestling season as the awesome. You know, we've literally sat next to each other at many, many state tournaments over the years. Oh my gosh. And your parents have been there. My parents have been there. We, um, we've aunts and uncles, cousins, everything like, so I always like to incorporate the, the kids that that qualify that have brothers, you know, oh, yeah. set of brothers that qualify for the state tournament. I should drug
0: this out of you early. Well, like some people may have kind of gotten worn out during this conversation, but
1: they they, they should have, right? Yeah. They should have, yeah.
0: No sibling sibling. Look, state tournament is a blast, right? Like we we talk about have fun to air kind of Linda Myron Hoke, right? With multiple kids there and stuff, and but. As much fun as the state tournament is, like, I, I got to think having a sibling connection at the same state tournament, like, makes it that much different. And I say different purposely. It may be better, or it may be worse, right? Or maybe <clears throat> may just be complicated. Oh, yeah. Because one is doing great, the other, like, I don't know. But, yeah, if you could give me some...
1: Well, let's look at, let's look at the sisters and brothers that qualified together. There's 12 of them. Okay. There's 12 sets, Maggie and Michael Olson from Albert Lee.
0: And this is their at least second time. I know you mentioned that that pair last year. Yep. Maybe it's the third time or second least. Second, okay.
1: I believe. Second for sure. Um, Macy, and, and you know what? I will say this much. I You know what? Actually, some of them I don't know for sure. Sh- I'm not 100% positive.
0: That one I know. I mean, I, right off the top of my head, I know they both did last year. Yeah,
1: oh yeah. But I mean, I don't know that these are all brothers and sisters, but I'm Kind of an educated guess. A couple text messages to some friends to find out. Macy and Noah Schaefer from Zambrotta Mazeppa. They could be cousins for all I know, but I believe I've got good reason to believe they're brother and sister. Um, Bernie, Cece, and Sam Rock. There's three of them. Laverne. Yep, from Laverne. Bernie, Cece are wrestling the girls' tournament, and their big or their bigger brother Sam, who's he's the heaviest of the three. He'll be wrestling the boys' tournament. Chloe and Javier Berg from Chatfield. Right. Anna and Jake Koss from Simley. Yep. Charlie and Cash Raymond from Simley, two of my favorite wrestlers. Camden and Ty Salter from Rosemount. Ava and Ian Schultz from St. Michael Albertville. Mariah and Zach Reamer from the Mille Lacs Lake Raiders. Belle and Ben Suchta from Shakopee. And then we got another Cameron Sutton and Jackson Kenning. I'm told Cameron and Sutton are twins, and Jackson is their older brother. They're from St. Cloud Tech. Okay. So then, when we go, that's our brothers and sisters. And we go on to brothers. We have this is a this is an interesting number. What do you think? if you were a betting man, what would you put the over under at for the number of brothers? Competing in the state tournament,
0: uh, number of pairs of brothers. Yeah,
1: number of pairs,
0: and uh, not counting any sisters. I would say probably six and a half.
1: Correct. That's a that's actually I think a great over under. And then I would say plus or minus two for the mistakes that I could make putting <laughs> these together. So the number is actually twenty five. Twenty five.
0: Twenty five that's awesome
1: yeah it's, it's I thought it was and again I, I and if I missed any let us know please because I would love yeah, to right? love to have it I probably did miss some and if if they're not brothers let me know too you know if they're a lot of them I know but some it's a little bit of a guess but educated guess so the first one we'll start with Ben and Daniel Gunlickson from Dawson Boyd Lequa Parl Montevideo, United William and Jack Bainbridge from Hastings Blake and Trey Bysel from Hastings. Fletcher and Creed Peterson from Hastings. They got three sets in case you were wondering. Um, Zach and Ryan Palmer from Lake Crystal Welcome Memorial. Twin brothers Joel and Titan Fredericks from Watertown Mayor. Tate and Kale Olson from Delano. Blake and Cole Lindemeyer from Farmington. Colton and Dalton Wilson from lesour Henderson. I'm told they're twins. Ty and Nate Birchhold from South St. Paul. Justice and Judah Hag from Simley. Brett Brady and Ethan Swenson from Moundsview. I've got to think about this. Brett and Ethan are twins. Yeah, Brett and Ethan are twins. Um, Logan and Jackson Refsnyder from Titino Grace. Austin and Peyton Herbst from Titino Grace. Andreas and August Adamson from Brooklyn Center Concordia Academy. Joe and Cy Cruz from Titino Grace. Grant and Brody Bergeron from St. Michael Alberville. Wyatt and Luke Coonan from Wyzetta. Lincoln and Landon Robidou from St. Michael Alberville. Gage and Luke Birga from Staples Motley. Ashton and Tyson Charmoli from St. Francis. Bennett and Landon Cuyava from Becker. Anthony and Dominic Heim from Shakopee. And Chase and Aiden Houck from Barnesville.
0: Now I'm embarrassed. Like I'm not saying I would have got that number right, but my guess was horrendous.
1: I actually liked it because it
0: Of course it, you liked it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, you, of course you did.
1: But it's it's isn't that crazy? Twenty five, it just wrestling is such a family affair, right? It really like is. A, really
0: a lot is. of these
1: kids, there's a good chance they had a dad or an uncle or a grandpa that wrestled, or a, a big oh, brother. For sure. Yeah. Or somehow, some way Someone got into the sport and turned the next generation onto it. And I think that's that's why I kind of like to look at that a little bit. Um, I, th- I just think it's a unique stat, especially you know now that we're adding in the brothers and sisters.
0: Yeah, because super cool.
1: I know a lot of little sisters that wrestle because their big brothers did.
0: And at least one little brother that wrestled because their sister did. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um... If I would have, yeah, I, I probably should have guessed more like fifteen or twenty, right? Like if I could think of eight off the top of my head, I should have said fifteen or twenty. Anywho, that's a that's a good list. I like it.
1: Yeah, it's always a fun one. That's about what I have, Al. For the uh, my my, I won't lie, my focus level's pretty much gone. Uh, the the internet woes we're having tonight are not helping. Well. I apologize for anything we missed, but. Do you got anything to end on?
0: Uh, I don't. Um, I'll say this: I I love this time of year, and I've loved it for um, what many, many, many years. I'll actually um, I may be around for team state this week. Okay. Um, Friday and Saturday, Augsburg will be one of the many D three schools trying to qualify people for the national tournament. So I'll be at yes, Stevens sir. Point cheering the Augies on, be following the MSHSL State High School Tournament online. We'll be with chat groups. We'll be keeping track of some other schools, right? There are two schools going for their, like the Super Region 5, Super Nasty, Super Region 5. Oh, my gosh, that's ugly. Oh, my gosh. Um, we'll be keeping up on that. So, yeah, it, it's gonna be it's going to be a fun weekend, right? Like, it'll be exciting. There'll be um, play good, hopefully more good than bad. And
1: we'll just kind of let her roll. Super fun. I can't wait. It's It goes by way too fast. If you get a chance to see either one of us at the state tournament, don't hesitate to say hi. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, always, um, always come say hi. We've met a number of people, um, especially me more than you. You, you seem to have a, a ton of connections, right? Like if I go someplace with you and my wife, I, I'll never find someone I, that the two <laughs> you don't know between you. But you know, I we've talked about um, some met Seth Broussard's dad last year at the National Wrestling um, Duels, the Division Three Duels down there in Kentucky. Um, We didn't know each other, and so anyway, come say hi. And uh, always great to meet people and talk wrestling. Oh yeah! And uh, everybody enjoy this week. Are you going to Casetas this week? I
1: probably will sneak in there for a couple times throughout the
0: couple times. Couple times. I
1: mean, probably will. Uh, Yeah, I can't wait. It's it's everything about the state wrestling tournament. When you walk into the Excel Energy Center, the smell of it, the sound of it. The the announcers, uh, the, like I say, the PA announcers. are I don't think they get enough credit for what they do. They add a ton to the. Totally agree. Yeah. To the state They're tournament, great. like um, our I believe our man Eric Strauch is back on the microphone this year. Nice. I'm not sure who else is working with them. Just a, a couple other notes I had. The look for you can look. We can look forward to that highlight video before the state finals again. Okay. There's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes, so if you see some guys walking around with cameras or phones and they're and they're videoing the crowd, uh, maybe ham it up a little bit for them. Oh yeah. The what else? Also I, I believe they're going to they're going to the seating for if you're if your kids are in the state finals, they're going to have like four seats like last are they year was doing a golden a, ticket.
0: That front row of um the press row or whatever, they'll yeah. they'll keep some seats available for nice.
1: Yep, I was I was lucky last year when I was in those in that front row for for Cash's match when he's wrestling Colton Bornholt. Sean Bornholt, You know, Colton's yep. dad was was across the aisle from us. It's a pretty easy guy to sit next to when our kids are wrestling. Like, I can imagine there's times where that wouldn't be as easy,
0: right? For sure. <laughs> but it was
1: pretty easy for us because we knew each other were friends. Um, so that's gonna, I think that's gonna be in play again this year, which is is cool, you know. Like, uh, and yeah. actually, I think they're gonna add a second row to it, kind of like an on deck row.
0: Yeah, just which so there's not that of anxiety sense, right? of yeah. trying to get down there before the match starts. And right, for
1: sure. So if you're, you know, well,
0: let's be honest, we don't wanna, you know, maybe maybe your your son wrestles in a, in double and you're going up and down the stairs as double A's done getting ready for your match, but. Maybe singular a has a match going on into overtime, and they don't need people running yeah. back and forth in front of them. Totally, so, and yeah. It would be good to have a second row there. I think.
1: I think it's gonna. Yeah, I think that's a, a great call. You know, in and, and like my dad, he he came down last year. You know, he's got a bad knee, so he doesn't get around as quick as he used to. But my wife, she can't go anywhere near that front row. There's right. zero chance of that. Right. So she's like, you oh, know, pops, you take the seat. Well, it takes him a little bit of time to get down there, so sure. if there's an on-deck roll, that will be a nice addition.
0: Nice. I like it.
1: Yeah, it should be super fun. It is the best time of year for Minnesota wrestling fans, and, yeah, it's going to be absolutely awesome.
0: Awesome. All right, well, everybody have fun, and good luck this week, and we'll, well talk again another in a week. another podcast. Great podcast. Time
1: for the end of show wrap. Minnesota wrestling, wrestling representing... representing Alan Josh is the podcast show. Just two guys that's in the know. Bring the wrestling news episodes. You can sit and listen or hear on the go. Voices is smooth. Podcast is free. Many platforms for downloading. Minnesota Wrestling. Alvin Josh Raymond report the scene. High school, college, women, youth. Minnesota Wrestling is for
0: you. Live from the kitchen, I'm mean Studio 2. Can't wait for the next one. Stay tuned.